you doing, ladies and gentlemen? I got my microphone back. Woohoo! Quality. It's about son. damn time. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds really good. I've missed it. I've missed I it. I like it. <clears throat> you had me thinking for weeks it was just fine, and then I hear it's all echoey and quiet, and I'm like, I need it's to figure something else out. It's not echoey on my end. It's not, it wasn't echoey at all on my end. Like I said, it just sounded like you were a little farther away than you'd sound like with this one. But it must record different or something on your end or something. Who knows with all the sound and crap and crap. And sound. <laughs> so what the fuck is going on man folks i do want to kick off the show i do want to kick off the show with just uh, a little nugget of knowledge saying that the first part of the official lineup for the galactic get down 2018 was released today god damn it's gonna be a barn burner son it's gonna be a barn burner I can't wait to see the rest of the lineup. I am very excited. Amish folks, some of the best acts from around. A lot of acts that last year I was like, "Oh, why aren't they here?" They're here this year. Brand new location, electricity on site. Houston, running water. We're moving south to Houston. Yes, not as far south as you might think. Houston, Minnesota, (laughs) a little south of where it was, but not a lot. Houston, Minnesota. (laughs) Oh, I think the key here is they want to stick around the Harmony Park area because that's where all the festivals that most people go to are anyway. So they just kind of try to keep it relatively in that area in the south eastern corner of Minnesota and make it more possible for people to come from further away. Which I appreciate. It's grown every year and I'm really excited to see what this year has in store for the Galactic Get Down. I disappreciate it, but you know, you sometimes you got to work with what you got. It just it it just be nice. Oh. It'd be nice one time to have to have some kind of venue, you know, within an hour, hour or two maybe of driving <laughs> instead of a five hour tour. <laughs> you want an hour or two of driving? Go to a concert. A festival is about the journey. No, the festival's about the drugs and the drinking. You can't do that at home. Nah. <laughs> no, it's not. But, you know, when butterflies kill your car, man, it's, it makes for the journey. <laughs> not profitable in the least. They just didn't want you to leave orbit, man. I know. Stay here! They, they're jealous they can't leave and go to the galaxy. Damn it. Should have sent Brock Sampson after them bastards. <sighs> For real. For real. For real. Oh, yeah. And last week after uh, B-Sticks Podcast had aired, Cloud Style Broadcasting shared an all-new video on our Facebook page. Yes, yes, y'all. You may remember you want to tell the folks a little bit about it? I have no idea what the fuck we posted last week, man. I can't remember that far back. The the crazy combination challenge? Oh, yeah. 
Yes, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, Saturday, wasn't that? That was Saturday. Yeah, go to go to uh, Cloud Style Broadcasting on Facebook dot com forward slash Cloud Style Broadcasting, and there's a video of some of the youngest members of the Cloud Style family, Phantom Loke and Ryan. And they were doing a crazy combination challenge. Mixing and matching food may or may not go well together. Um, chocolate chip cookies. We and should nacho do an cheese. extreme crazy combination challenge sometime. <laughs> oh, man, I'm down for it. In fact, some of those I actually liked. I tried the uh, pickles and frosting was pretty decent. The uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos and chocolate pudding was awesome. I mean, I'd, I'd eat that. I'd just eat it <laughs> without being challenged. But there's going to be more videos like that to come. Um, the the youngins are really into the YouTube thing, and they you know they they got ideas, they got things they want to do. So we'll be posting sporadic videos here and there. So go ahead, make sure to check it out. Go to facebook.com forward slash cloudstyle broadcasting. You never know what you're going to find. Same with the uh, Facebook page. Facebook or uh, for beef sticks, facebook.com forward slash beef sticks podcast. You never know what you're going to see there. While I'm dropping that, might as well say Twitter. Hit us up at Twitter at beef sticks CSB. Videos, uh, pictures, little tidbits. Both our Facebook page and our Twitter page. We've got um, what happened on this day in pro wrestling history. We got pro wrestlers' birthdays. We got a little segment that we like to call Before They Were WWE, where we share videos of some of your favorite wrestlers, your favorite WWE wrestlers, when they were young up-and-comers, before they were in WWE, whether it would be Ring of Honor, New Japan, WCW, TNA, any other independent circuit, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. It's fun. You see a lot of neat things, uh, some different matches. Maybe some of the people you like are actually in their prime, because a lot of them in there today aren't, aren't quite in their prime. Also, as always, if you feel like you would love to become part of the Cloud Style family, feel free to become a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Cloud Style. Also, we have a GoFundMe. You have to go to GoFundMe.com in the search box. Put Cloud Style Broadcasting and you can donate to your heart's desire. 100% of everything donated from both Patreon and GoFundMe goes straight back into CloudStyle Entity. It goes towards equipment, it goes towards fees, it goes towards merchandising, it goes towards a thousand and one different things, but it all stays here, it all stays for CloudStyle, and it all improves your listening, viewing experiences. Yes, indeed. And hot damn, son, you're getting good at that. It's almost like you're not even reading it off the screen anymore. Almost, isn't it? <laughs> almost. <laughs> and while you're on the internet, why don't you pop on back to Facebook and check out my homie, Corey Matthews, at Monster Wear Clothing. Supplying all your vinyl decal custom needs. Supplying t-shirts handcrafted, custom-painted hockey masks to fit your specifications, fast turnaround times, high-quality products, at a price you can't afford to turn down. He'll make you an offer you can't refuse. And that's that, 
Monster wear clothing. That is a threat, folks. That is a threat. <laughs> Custom horse heads. Left in the beds of the people who don't buy their high-quality vinyl decals. you damn right. And while we're heading off to Facebook, we could stop at our favorite place to hold food and beer. You know. I don't know. You don't know. Do you have to tell you? Can you jog my memory? Well, it's a place. Can you jog my memory? It's a place that's dark and cold. And no, I'm not talking about my ex's heart. I'm talking about the refrigerator. Hang on. Ah! I'm almost done tying my here, shoe. Th- here, I thought you were, I thought you were just waiting for me to set it up. You looked like you were ready and just, just ready. Just I was. Ready. I no! was with ulterior motives. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for my journey into okay. the beyond. Refrigerator, why do I love you so? Because you hold my food and my beer, so you're my heart and soul. Refrigerator. What sweet succulents to ducting. Sultry sensations does your refrigerator bring this week, Fat Mac? Well, my refrigerator... My refrigerator is dropping bombs on it. Not quite bombs, but grenades. Grenades! Yeah, Mickey's grenades, Sweet. baby. The wasp is in the That's house. right, folks. Interactive games all night on Beef Sticks Podcast. <laughs> the wasp is in the house. Mickey grenades. Man, if you didn't grow up with Mickey's grenades, I don't even know what to tell you other than I'm sorry. But uh, Mickey's grenades, man. Mickey's, it's a fine malt beverage. Um, it's got yes. that. It's got that sharpness to it. When you drink it, it's sharp. You feel it immediately, but then it goes down smooth. And and they're actually uh, they're, they're comfortably able to chug them. I don't know if it's just the wide mouth. They were the original wide mouth bottle, by the way. But I mean, like I can down, I can down a case of these bastards, and my tummy feels better than down in a case of many other beers, especially you know, the harder malt liquor types. So. And they all have a fun little trivia note. Oh, you can't see it with the light. You're not going to be able to see it on the, uh, oh, on the, on the speaker. Time. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take pictures, and I'll be, I'll be uploading pictures to Facebook and let everybody try to see if they can solve the puzzles that come under each and every cap. It's fun for everyone. Maybe the first person to get all of them right will receive a special prize. My empty bottles. <laughs> you can recycle them for change in some states. <laughs> right. Not this one. But some. <laughs> I bet it tells you right on there, too. You're going to have to pay for shipping and handling, though, folks. <laughs> in Iowa, Vermont, Maryland, <laughs> Connecticut, Massachusetts, Delaware, New York, and Hawaii, you can get five cents for this fucking bottle. But if you're lucky enough to live in Oregon or Michigan, nobody's ever said lucky enough to live in Oregon or Michigan. (laughs) You can get 10 cents for this shit. And then California, you get CRV, whatever the fuck that is. The hell is CRV? Um, cash refund per value. I don't fucking know. 
I don't know what CRV is. I know what a CVS is. What about you, white and pasty? What are you riding on tonight? I am crushing on a cherry cola because I'm broke. Crush it, baby. Crush it. I also have some fine filtered ice water. I love that. That's my favorite. And a vacuum sealed coffee mug. God, I could I could leave it and not drink it and come back in the morning and I'd still have ice in that motherfucker. That's awesome. I love those ones. I had a really uh-huh. awesome one like that. And then the kids like left it somewhere, and I don't have it anymore. <laughs> but I still got my Green Bay Packers one, and that's nice. It just doesn't keep anything hotter or colder than your average mug. Green Bay Packers. You bring up the Green Bay Packers, and of course now we have to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Hey man, that was a that was a hell of a play at the very end there. I was impressed. Oh, hell of a credit, play! I My give credit for. Ass. You don't think it was a hell of a play? That was <laughs> fucking awesome. The dude literally jumped out of the way of the Vikings player, tackled his own teammate, and threw the game so the Vikings can win the Super Bowl now that they have a brand new stadium. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL is just as rigged. As pro wrestling. Oh, no shit. 100% hands down. I mean, there's in my eyes, there has never been more solid proof than this year. The Vikings are going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a good point. And that was, man. They're that, probably going to win it in the, their home state. In their home state at their new stadium. When he jumped out of the way of the ball, it's like, it was just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. The, the wrestling memes were on point, though. It started with Stone Cold Stunner. Then they did the curb stomp. Um, I've seen Hogan's leg drop. They uh, a Booker T scissor kick. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, for those of you lucky enough to have video access, I got my beard braided today, so I'm rocking a bearded braid or a braided beard, but I prefer bearded braid. So shout out to my niece Bizzleby for that. I wasn't sure how it would turn out, but it actually turned out pretty well, I thought. I thought. Yes, she did sir. a good job. It actually, it ended up being longer than I thought, but my beard's all curly, so it doesn't always hang down as low as, as it could. So I was worried I wasn't going to get enough on there, but I think I got I got some, some good length. Not much girth. you got to be at record length for yourself there, though. This is, this is the longest my beard has ever been, ever, ever. And the longest my stash has ever been, even though it's not curled. I never did stashes, man. You got me into the stash. I will give you yep. that. And now I'm scared to do anything with it. I love it. I don't want to. I don't want to lose my homie. I don't know if it'll it, grow it, back. It's a great. I don't know. It's a great co- <laughs> companion to have. It really oh, is. I was fucking. Mine, mine's ready to curl, but now I'm. I'm like. I'm just gonna full beard for. Um, we made a. Uh, Made homemade wings tonight, man, and uh, wings are not friendly for a mustache. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every bite I took of wings, I, I was pulling on my hair. Every bite. I went through, like, five soup. napkins just Soup is mustache. another one. Soup is okay Try I'm drink, a slurper. Try drinking milk out of your cereal bowl with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, soup isn't bad because I'm a slurper to begin with, so it, it kind of stays away for the most part. Some things are just rough, though. Some things you just have to accept it until you're done eating. Right. But 
You know. You oh, speaking know. of speaking of brother love, Bruce Pritchard himself. Can you believe that we live in a world where, when WWE puts out a uh, a poll asking who people want to see at the Raw 25th anniversary, brother love beats out Stone Cold Steve Austin and everyone else. Fucking brother love. Who would ever think, I mean, 80s, 90s wrestling fans, Brother Love was never a big deal. He was a manager. He had the he had Brother Love's uh, chapel and you know, he he, he I mean, he was he brought in the Undertaker. He was the first manager of the Undertaker. So I mean, he wasn't a tiny deal. But man, that uh something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard and Conrad Thompson has just propelled him into superstardom to where now wrestling fans <laughs> prefer to see brother love over stone cold steve austin that just blows my mind and congratulations congratulations to bruce pritchard to something to wrestle with podcast i strongly recommend it after you're done listening to ours go ahead listen to him and conrad thompson just just spin yarns for hours and hours amazing it's amazing to a couple of decent podcasts today since i had to be out and about and on the road and not oh, I'm watching all of New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12 like I wanted to. It was just a couple of talk as Jericho uh, recent episodes. Um, the Omega the one, one with was good. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. Yeah, the Omega one I listened to because I was like, shit, what if I'm not able to watch that match? <laughs> right. But it was good because it made me appreciate the moments more when they happened after I heard about it on the podcast. You know what I was, so uh, you know what I was it, I think about it helped with to that, though? You know, they talked about huh. some of the things that didn't quite go right. Yeah. That match was the match that had the blade uh, botch that I was telling you about, where the ref fumbled oh, the blade. Yeah. And they didn't bring that up in the podcast. I kept waiting for that. And I was like, oh, how'd they not? But I suppose maybe they didn't want to throw red shoes under the bus or something. I mean, it was more his botch than theirs. but Right. But they were more than willing to throw Will Ospreay under the bus for uh, doing the moonsault off of the uh, scaffolding. So come on, man. Throw red shoes under the bus. You put his fucking son in a lion tamer. <laughs> Which was just an awesome... That was that part was awesome. That might have been my favorite part of the whole match. Where Chris Jericho just puts the ref's son into a lion tamer. For no other reason than to just fucking rub it in the ref's face. Because it's no DQ. I miss right. that Jericho. <laughs> oh, I love that at the beginning when, when... And they talked about it in the podcast too. But I loved it in the beginning when uh, he put him in the... In the um, the lion tamer and he grabbed the ropes and the ref started counting and he just starts yelling at him. It's no DQ. And the ref's no. like, huh? But it's not, to do. but it's not no rope break. <laughs> so he has to count the rope break as a ref. He just can't disqualify him for not letting go. There's still rules. No DQ doesn't mean there's no rules. It means there's no disqualification. That'd be like saying there's no pinfalls. You know what I but mean? What's there's the still point pinfalls. In- What's the point in counting if, if it's not going to end in any thing? What if, he, what if he decides to break it? What if he decides to beat him at, you know, hey, man, I don't have to break the rules. I can still whoop your ass. There's just, there's still rules. I like that. It bothers me when there's cage matches and, and they're like, he, he grabbed the rope, but it means nothing. Why does it mean nothing? It still means something. 
It's a rope break. <laughs> just like when they throw him to the outside and all of a sudden they can hit him with steel steps and everything. But if they bring him inside the ring and hit him with steel steps, it's illegal. No, <laughs> there's still rules. You guys can't just I've been explaining the that off to and you, on. Matt Mac. You can throw a guy into the steel stairs. <laughs> you can throw steel stairs at a guy. They but if you're holding the steel stairs, you cannot hit a guy. They did it. They've done it right on Raw. And then the very next fucking After match. After matches. No, during matches. And then it was only yeah. a few weeks ago that they did that. And then and then during the match, they brought it in the ring. And then he's like, no, no, it's out. And it's like, wait a second. He just hit him with him out there. Yeah. I, I know I'm outdated, but I'm a stickler for there just being written rules. And the referee <laughs> pretends to enforce them. The, the wrestlers don't have to abide by them. I just want the ref to pretend to enforce them. Man, we've been going on a tirade. We're going to go over time here. Let's uh, let's get into some news, some notes, some rumors. What do you think? Yeah. Why not? So we'll start off like we did last week. We kind of got a format going here. It could change at any moment, but it's working so far, so we're going to stick with it for the time being. With some signings. Now, you're going to hear some names that you heard last week. Because last week we had unofficial signings, and this week we have some official signings. But bear with us, because there's new names you haven't heard yet. So as for the ones we already talked about, I lumped them all together in one part here. We got Candice LeRae, Ricochet, and War Machine. They have all officially signed with the WWE now. It was noted in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that all four of these stars have signed a three-year contract with the company. So if that is true, that's cool. Which that means we all know kind of doesn't mean anything if the company decides they are they spending buy, too much money. Right, they can buy out their contract if they want to, and they can get rid of them. I'm telling um, you, or they James just, Ellsworth had a five-year contract. He had a one-year contract due to all reports that came out, but <laughs> there was well, one report that said five. Um, but I mean, they could spend three years in Jericho, NXT. The man who helped get him signed. They could, they could spend three years in NXT, you know what I mean? Easily. Sami Zayn spent three years in NXT. Shinsuke spent three years. So yeah. um, it doesn't mean anything, but it means they're at least willing to give him a chance. Hideo Itami spent well um, over two years. Jo- yeah. Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, one of my favorite wrestlers ever. He's uh, dating Candice LeRae, so he has to be excited about this. Although I'm sure she's going to get there and he's going to end up getting called up after WrestleMania. <laughs> they won't be on the same schedule, but but it's still got to be a little bit easier. Um, Couples got to make it through the struggles in order to be able to be together in the WWE is what it seems. It's like, yeah. oh, you're a couple. Get away from each other. Exactly. They pushed, they eventually, pushed uh, Cass eventually, and Carmella yeah. away. <laughs> Speaking of Candice LeRae, last night, uh, Thursday night at Bar Wrestling, Joey Ryan, yes, the man with the cock, delivered a heartfelt goodbye to his tag team partner in one of my favorite tag teams, the world's cutest tag team. No, that's not me calling them that. That's their name, the world's cutest tag team. (laughs) He had a heartfelt goodbye to her before heading off to WWE. We have posted that video on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash beef six podcast folks. So if you would like to see it, it is actually really sweet. Um, Those two have their best friends. I mean, they've been through so much together that uh, you know that he, he, he wishes the best for her and they're both going to miss hanging out. 
You got anything more to say other than what we said last week on these uh, four individuals pace T? I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I think, mostly excited for War Machine to show up in WWE. I think uh, between them and the Authors of Pain, we should see some pretty good matches. I, You know what? I honestly, I want to see them bring up Authors of Pain before they bring War Machine in. Because I feel like they're going to cancel make each other out, and it's just not going to... I think I think maybe they should have think. like one match at an NXT takeover and then yeah have uh, have um have let them have pain an put them over yeah let authors of pain put them over War Machine comes in and beats authors of pain and then they're gone for like three weeks and then they show yeah. up on SmackDown and and they like can that. stand to lose their last match on NXT uh most champions have to do it oh, and yeah. for the fact of um. As soon as you go to the main roster, it's not like your career in NXT mattered anyway. Yeah, they're going to do what they that. want to. <laughs> so. That's true. That's, that's very true. So I kind of hope that's the way they go. But either way, um, yeah. Um, Pacey, why don't yeah. you take why don't you take the next one? I'll let you do the next one. All right. EC3 has been pulled from the Renegade <laughs> Wrestling Revolution. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Over the top event on January 28th, the same day as the Royal Rumble, and was allegedly spotted at the WWE Performance Center this past Tuesday. Yeah. EC3. How about that? <laughs> you're, 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 you're a sneaky son of a bitch, but uh, that's awesome. Why am I a sneaky son of a bitch? what I do? Because of what you did. <laughs> but that's alright, because I tried to throw you under the bus. Um, no, I'm excited for EC3. I love EC3 as a character. My guess is they're going to bring him back in as Jason Bateman. Not Jason Bateman. Derek Bateman. Jason Bateman was the star of um, Rested Development. <laughs> and Horrible Bosses and all. That. Let Jason Bateman come in too. Fuck it. Um, I'm guessing they're going to bring him in as Derek Bateman. Even though Derek Bateman never got over. They brought Drew McIntyre back in as McIntyre. They brought Doc Gallows in back in as Luke Gallows. Um, so they've been bringing people back in with their... Hell, they they changed um, Michael Bennett's last name to Canellis because they brought Maria Bennett back in as a Maria Canellis because she wasn't married when she was in WWE. The other thing on that is EC3 is short for Ethan Carter III. And at least kayfabe-wise, he was the nephew of Dixie Carter. So unless they're going to bring Dixie Carter in as like his manager, which would be just fucking awesome. That'd be awesome. I don't see them That'd using so the EC3 initials. And that that's fine. Derek Bateman, EC3, shit on a shingle. You call him anything, he's going to go out there, he's going to perform, he's going to make people fucking pay attention to him. Right. That's pretty exciting. Now I'm seeing why you called me a bastard. It's not my fault because... You didn't space out the two things, so it looked like one paragraph. And so I just went on to the next paragraph. They've got dashes and, and now... emboldened. What more do you need? <laughs> so, yeah. You I hit will... enter between almost every other one. They all have the same spacing. <laughs> but nonetheless, folks. The... Formatting is a big thing <laughs> when you want that... to share a script, sir. The one that I uh, was trying to, to throw to pasty, but I'm going to have to do here. <laughs> Let me, let, me, let me take another drink here real quick. You're going to need it. 
Shadia Basicio. <laughs> the first, I, I, I hope I'm saying this right, folks. I apologize because I'm, I'm honestly not making fun. Shadia Basicio, the first ever Basicio. Arab female. Basicio? Basicio? First ever Arab Basicio. female to sign with WWE. And Nasser Alruwea. Alruwea? Alruwea Jonte. Alruwea. Alruwea Jonte. Sorry. <laughs> now I am making fun of him. Fuck, I'm a dick. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it. It just happened. Making fun of the French and the Kuwaiti. So, Nasser is the first ever Kuwaiti man to sign with the company. Um, they, and they have reported to the WWE Performance Center to begin their careers in WWE now. Now, they have been signed oh, officially for a few months, but they've been overseas this whole time. Just now, this week, they finally come to the States, and they are at the performance. I mean, they might have come to the States earlier and found apartments and housing and stuff like that, but they're just now finally going to the Performance Center and training and and actually starting their careers at WWE. I hope the best for them. I mean, I want more diversity. I want diversity where it, it doesn't look like diversity. I don't want to be like, oh, we got the Arab here, and we got the Mexican here, and we got the black here, and we got the blonde here, and we got the, the Irish here, and we got... I just want it to be where we have a whole bunch of these sons of bitches, and we love their character. They don't have to be the Arab. They can just be... Yeah. You know, they can just be Nassar. Rusev Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he... <laughs> He's strongly on his Bulgarian, but good for them. It's not I so much anymore. He's just being himself, and it's great. And he is. Yeah. He is great. Very happy for them. Uh, maybe maybe the biggest news. Actually, I'll save that for last. Save the biggest for last. I'm going to go with another name I may pronounce incorrectly. Casey Catanzaro. <laughs> Casey Catanzaro. Uh, American Ninja fans, American Ninja Warrior fans are probably just rolling their eyes at me right now, screaming her name at us. But Casey Catanzaro, best known for her 2014 completion of the Warped Wall Obstacle on American Ninja Warrior. In fact, she was the first woman to achieve that feat. Actually watched that one. And anybody who's watched American Ninja Warrior knows that Warped Wall is just, oh my God. I, I don't know how people do it. But anyways, right. <laughs> WWE.com has confirmed that the American Ninja Warrior alumni has officially reported to NXT. Cantazaro is a former Division I gymnast and two-time designee of Sports Illustrated's Fittest 50 list of world's best female athletes. I don't know how she can wrestle, but man, seeing her on uh, American Ninja Warrior, she's definitely athletic. She's definitely got strength. She's got agility. What really matters here is we are seeing more of WWE steering in the right direction and not just hiring models to be their women wrestlers and hiring people who actually have some background in fitness and, and sport. Right. And I think that's going to make for a much more solid women's division. I mean, we got Ronda Rousey coming. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be competitive, and they're going to give the men a run for their money. Oh, yeah. I think it's only going to be getting better and better as it goes. For sure. Now on to some big news. Booker T and Sonny Ono 
have announced a partnership between Booker T's Reality of Wrestling and the Great Muda's Wrestle One in Japan. They released a video on Title Match Wrestling's official YouTube channel. Both Booker T and Ono took to the ring to make the big announcement, which was met with roars of applause. Um, this is good for two. Uh, um, Wrestle One would be what you would call the ROH or TNA of uh, Japan. You have your New Japan, you have your All Japan. Those are your top two. With New Japan being the WWE and All Japan being right behind them. Ring of Honor. And then, uh, and then Wrestle One and then a few other ones there. Like DDT. I love DDT. That's a fun one. But um, yeah, so this is good for them. Uh, trading talent is always good. Getting some American wrestlers exposed to the the Japanese style. Getting some Japanese wrestlers exposed to the American style. It's good stuff. Yeah. Booker T's do, doing good things. Good things. That would be the uh, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack Partnership of the Week. <laughs> oh. So that's good. We got we got some new people coming in, new faces coming into different areas. Um, on to and it some... all sounds pretty damn solid. It does. It does. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the new faces. But that brings us to some more somber news. So not as happy, not as jubile news, if you will. Jay Uso, real name Joshua Fatu. You know it's always bad when when we whenever we say their real name. You know if like he's having a baby, <laughs> I'm never gonna say like Jay Uso, real name Joshua Fatu is having twins. And I never do that. I never do that. I don't know what it is, but it's because when there's legalities involved, you you gotta say their legal name. At least that's that's the way I feel it. We're 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 um, amateur journalists, but the journalist part of that. I feel like when, when it's a legality, we put their legal name in, and this is a legality. Joshua Fatu was arrested in Texas this past weekend. According to the official report, Jay Uso was pulled over around 1 a.m. on Sunday night for a traffic violation and showed signs of intoxication. A field sobriety test was administered, with it revealing Fatu was showing signs of being under the influence. While the report does not say if he took a breathalyzer test or not, Fatu was taken into custody and charged with driving while intoxicated or DWI. Hmm. So some states don't have to give you a breathalyzer test or uh, no state has to. You just that's why they have field sobriety tests. If you're because you can be you can be on I mean the influence. if you watch the Usos on wrestling, they move around <laughs> like they could be a little tipsy. Yeah. And, I mean, if they just do that for long enough, it just becomes part of their, you know, what if he was arrested for nothing? Man, they can tell. They can tell. It's always, they can tell. I know because I've gotten pulled over before for suspicion of DUI. And they can tell immediately. Like, like they just they just shine their, their lights into you and they're like, all right, we pulled you over because it looked like you're driving erratically, but uh, let me run your license and we'll let you go. It's like, they know. They can just, you can tell. You've been around drunk people when you're not drunk, right, Pasty? Yeah. You know. <laughs> you don't even have to do a test. You know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it could. Don't get me wrong. The way the report sounds to me, though, sounds like he, like, was a little buzzing and not, like, drunk, you know what I mean? 
Well, they didn't make like a huge deal of it. It's just to me, it it's like been. what he didn't Give him resist a breathalyzer, for... breathalyzer test. It, it didn't say he didn't, but at the same time, they might not have pulled him over for drinking. It might not have been driving while on you know intoxicated by alcohol. There's plenty of right. other things that can impair your driving. Or what if he knew he was in a state <laughs> where they weren't going to give him a breathalyzer, and so they pulled him over for a broken taillight, and he's like, ah, I got this, and he acts drunk <laughs> just so he can go get a mugshot taken to more legitimize the Uso characters. What if he just put a couple pennies under his tongue? That works every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking children. Um, you know, it, it could be a mistake, and I hope I hope whatever it is. First of all, I'm glad that, as far as we know, there were no injuries. So that's always number one. No injuries to himself, no injuries to anybody else, no injuries to the officers. So awesome for that. Um, if it was blown out of proportion, I hope it goes away and he gets on with his life just fine. And if he really was driving under the influence... Hopefully this is a wake-up call for him and he gets his shit in order. I'm not telling him to right. stop drinking, because I'm not stopping drinking. But I'm not going out and driving tonight either. If, you, if you're bad enough to get busted for DUI, you probably need to reevaluate your choices a little bit. So, no matter what, I, I hope the best for him. In, in whatever that right. outcome may And be. especially when you're a fucking Uso. Like, who wouldn't drive you home? Yeah. <laughs> You, well, you can't I mean? tell me he You're doesn't have the money for a fucking Uber. Just, just fucking t- just 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 get your he lift to pick. He doesn't need to pay money for an Uber. He just needs to wait till somebody recognizes him. And just, I guess put his life at risk of a crazy serial murderer, stalker fan. Do you know Bring what? A, do you know what a Samoan says after you gave him a ride home? What? You're welcome. <laughs> He doesn't say thank you? Nope. You're welcome. <laughs> That's all they ever say. They have no thank you. They have no please. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I and then that. walks away doing the Samoan chant thing. <laughs> I do that all through the house anytime you're supposed to say, like, thank you. It's like, you're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Samoans uh, getting involved in some shady activities, I have the... M- my, how the mighty have fallen. According, right. according to a recent interview with former steroid dealer Richard Rodriguez, I want I want that to be my title. Former <laughs> steroid dealer. How do you get that on your fucking business card? <laughs> Hello, I'm Richard Rodriguez. I sell insurance. I'm also a former steroid dealer. Um... <laughs> According to this man's testimony, WWE star Roman Reigns was one of his alleged former clients. The interview is featured on YouTube on a YouTube video posted by documentary filmmaker Johnny Bravo, not the Johnny Bravo of Cartoon Network fame, by the way. Um, hey, anybody, hey, they're making a movie. I, I'm gonna watch it. Take my money, please. Take my money. Please. I love Johnny Bravo. Um, go, go and look at it. I, I didn't link it to our Facebook page. I actually can do that. I might do that tomorrow. Otherwise, just, just hit up your YouTube machine and, and throw in, I'm sure if you throw in Roman Reigns right now, it's gotta be towards the top. But anyways, um, 
Rodriguez and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Here, I'm going to drop the real name again, folks. Real name, Letty Joseph Anoa'i. Yes, for any of you out there wondering, there are two oh, Samoa yeah, the Rock Joes. Is Johnny Bravo. <laughs> there are two Samoa Joes in wrestling at this time. There is Samoa Joe, and there is the Samoa named Joe, who is Roman Reigns. Um, Mark Wahlberg, not, not Marky Mark. No, it is actually Marky Mark. It and is. Josh it is. Uh, Dumal, who I, I feel like I should recognize that name, but I don't. You know I am in? not. 100%. I feel like I certain. should. So Reigns, Marky Mark, uh, Josh Dumal, some of his clients. We've all seen Marky Mark. I believe he juices. Him. Uh, um, Josh Dumal, I don't know about him. Anyways, Reigns' name is mentioned around the four-minute mark of the video. Rodriguez stated, This is something that not just affected me, but the lives of several people. It's a very profitable franchise. A lot of business relationships have been tarnished because of this. And at the end... I'm just trying to clear my name and make people aware that there's a lot more people out there that were involved, many that associated with my company that were not known. One of them in particular is a very famous wrestler by the name of Roman Reigns. He was originally introduced to me by one of the informants, <laughs> okay, which I've probably <laughs> heard his name in the past due to numerous videos that Johnny Bravo has done, and also some including myself on my own channel. He's a very down-to-earth person. However, a situation involved in which oftentimes when you are brought to trials, which I was not, I decided to take a plea. They disclosed discovery. One part of the discovery is called tried and true statements, which is basically disclosing everybody who the investigators or people who were investigating you have spoken to. With regards to your company, to you, with regards to any other co-defendants associated with the indictment. So that's one of the reasons I disclosed him. I have to give transcript credit to WrestleZone.com. They actually uh, typed and printed all that out. I copied and pasted it. Um, but just so that we got the official um, quote. So, a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo. Anyways, Reigns has responded to the allegations, saying, quote, I have never heard of Richard Rodriguez or Wellness Fitness Nutrition. I learned from the mistake I made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it. Since then, I've passed 11 tests as part of WWE's independent drug testing program. Rodriguez did not mention a time frame for when Reigns would have allegedly been in contact with him. Rodriguez is a former Iron Addicts gym owner. An ironic name to have addicts in your name when you're getting busted by the DEA, but hey, there you go. That's how you know you can buy steroids there. <laughs> exactly. Um, that was arrested last February in a DEA raid. So this is about a year in process now before all of this has come out. Reigns, if you remember, we reported here in Beefsticks Podcast, was suspended by WWE for violating the company's wellness policy in 2016, um, but that was reportedly due to taking Adderall, not steroids. I bet it was steroids, but they said it was Adderall to make it so he could come back. They never, if I remember correctly, they never That's did. That's why he, he wears a fucking bulletproof vest. <laughs> He's more pocky than fucking Jinder Mayhal. He could be. They could be pocking through that vest. I don't think they, like, I don't think there was ever an official release of what it was, but I believe that unofficially the word got out that it was marijuana and Adderall were the two things he got busted for. 
So it, it very well could be um, steroids also. Um, he didn't uh, he didn't admit to that. He did say, I made I, I have learned from the mistakes I've made nearly two years ago. So he's admitting that he, whatever he did, he, he did do something wrong. He's admitting guilt. Yeah. You never do that. He shouldn't have done that. He should have said, I learned from the situation that happened two years ago. <laughs> Come on, Roman. Spend a couple days in the Uso Penitentiary. That'll learn you. This is, I mean, this is big. This could be huge. This is a multi-million dollar bust that happened um, with a plethora of people, both celebrity and non-celebrity, being involved. It's a multi-year task force that took this guy down. This this could haunt Roman for a while, whether or not he was involved at all. I mean, this is just gonna this is gonna a shadow is going to loom on him. I guess is the best way to put it going forward. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's some shit. <laughs> it's not a place you want to be. I, I saw Mark Wahlberg's reaction to it too, and he was pissed. Said the same thing. He never heard of the guy. Nothing. And this could just be the case. He's like, maybe I could take a few people down a couple of pegs. It could be. They're just celebrities he doesn't like. He's an avid Roman Reigns hater, and he hates Mark Wahlberg movies. As we all do. I mean, everybody everybody <laughs> hates Roman Reigns and Marky Mark movies. Am I correct? <laughs> Nobody likes Daddy's Home, okay? Nobody liked Daddy's Home. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but then again... Who fucking calls it a dealer by their full name anyways? Richard Rodriguez. He's probably Ricardo, you know, or, or even something fucking weird. I get like my steroids. Roman's Reigns like, I don't know. I used to get my steroids from a guy named Rico. Maybe, maybe they fucking, maybe they, they, they do the deal in a Mexican restaurant and he orders flan all the time and they just call him flan man. It's like, Hey, he's the flan man. Richard Ro- <laughs> Rodriguez. I don't know Richard Rodriguez. I just know the flan man. Right. No dealer tells you their name. Oh, no, that's that's one of the first rules. First rule, don't shit where you sleep. Second rule, always use an alias. Why do you think most rappers, yeah, most rappers have an alias? Exactly. Of course, some you of them You see are, very few people rapping under there. Some of them aren't a very names. smart alias, like, you know, C. Murder, who got convicted of <laughs> murder. <laughs> Hard to fucking backtrack out of that one, fucker. <laughs> Oh, again, I, I, you know what? I sound like a fucking uh, robot flapping my gums. I hope everything works out for the best. If he's not involved, I hope he gets cleared fully and this doesn't follow him around. If he is involved, uh, he's got to deal with the consequences, however major or minor they may be. That's just it. Yeah. I don't see WWE dropping him though because he's been passing tests you know what i mean yeah yeah we'll have to wait and see i yeah i, I would believe if it's His, been i mean rec- that's, he'll be that's, pretty broke <laughs> they're gonna have to decide you know if let's say he is found guilty and even admits to it they're gonna have to decide how important is his image because if it happened 
four years ago, three years ago, and he's already been punished earlier for something. It's kind of Hulk Hogan all over again. Well, he said and did some shit five years ago, but they still punished him for it today, you know? Yeah. They, they, have, to, they have to ask themselves what it does to his image. And after Vince McMahon went through so much shit over steroids in the uh, late 80s, he might have a, a sore, a sour spot for a stero- this big of a public steroid scandal, you know? We'll have to wait and see. Um, you you best believe Beef Sticks is going to be on it and bringing you the updated news as it comes, folks. Uh, some huge news to follow that up. This news could potentially be bigger than that. As UFC continues to negotiate with other networks in search of a new deal, Fox and WWE seem to have Aww. begun preliminary discussions regarding what would be a monumental television deal between two giants in the entertainment industry. That's not even hyperbole, folks. After Fox met with WWE last summer as part of its television showcase, our friend at the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer, is now reporting that not only is Fox interested in landing a television rights deal with WWE, which would have WWE Raw air live on Fox, and presumably uh, SmackDown wait. also, which would increase viewership for Raw and SmackDown yes. immensely. It could Nobody also, has cable anymore. Fox could also become a potential buyer of WWE, um, meaning majority Disney. owner. And Disney owns Fox, which would mean Disney would own WWE. Which means Disney literally owns everything. They damn near do. All they need is all they need is Warner Brothers to own like ninety percent of shit. I think Warner Brothers, Sony, I don't know. Warner Brothers is the next big one I know, but um Yeah, but you this, don't don't you think they're falling with these Justice League movies? <laughs> well Warner Brothers owns a thousand and one different enterprises. They're doing just fine. They don't just uh, own Warner Brothers, you know what I mean? Just like Disney yeah, no, I I get it. Yeah, right. Um, but this this could be huge. This could. I mean, even let's not let let's hold off talking about them possibly buying WWE. Let's just talk about them possibly getting Raw. How this affects uh, Fox, WWE, and how it affects uh, USA Network. Feel free to jump in at any time. It'll be a riveting conversation. You know. It kind of pisses me off, to be honest, because I was a kid who grew up without the benefit of cable television, and so I never got to watch Raw. I got SmackDown when that came around for a while. UPN. But I never got Raw, and now kids these days are going to get Raw for free on broadcast television? Go fuck yourself. You have to go to school and talk to the rich kid. To get the scoop on what happened on Monday Night Raw, or you just gotta watch the clips they share on SmackDown. <laughs> but no, it's huge. That's fucking huge. Um, I'm super stoked. I'm gonna try a lot harder to get my TV antenna to work if this does pull through. Yeah. Um. Well, number one, don't you still have? Don't you have to pay for basic TV now? Because you have to have a box to get. Um 
antenna stuff, don't you? They have a no, certain box no. you have to buy. Only they, they you scrambled, have an old television. They scrambled it to where you had to... If you have... No. It, it was that was because that was analog when they switched to HD. So if you have an HD TV, you can just hook up an antenna. Does it? Most of the time, they're plugged in as well as plugged into the TV, plugged in. Okay. I know there was a big deal when it first happened because they were it's selling boxes to people. It's still a bitch to try to get sick. That's that's where I've always had the issue. But you, I, you go out, you even buy a thirty forty dollar antenna, hook it up, and then you maybe get one channel, and it's channel four. See, but you and I grew up in a different time. Nowadays, even if you don't have cable or or anything, or even if you don't have the antenna, you you can watch anything for free on your computer. Right. I mean, it's right. nobody's going to be paying. Well. I, I, I'll take that back. I think people will pay to watch WWE Raw because I think if USA loses WWE Raw, I think there's a lot of people that only watch USA for Raw. They got iRobot. I can't think of anything else nowadays. They used to have a lot of shit. You know, Burn Notice was huge. They used to have a lot of original programming that you could only get on USA Network. Monk was on USA Network. That was huge. They yep. don't have that anymore. They have iRobot, which is pretty huge, and they just have WWE. I think USA hurts if they lose it. Now, USA could counter, and they could pick up the rights to UFC, and it would basically be a wash then. Fox doesn't air UFC anymore. That's why they pick up WWE to pick up that spot. Well, if UFC goes to USA... USA is getting all those viewers back on UFC. Not the same viewers, but roughly the same amount. Right. So That could be a fair trade. I think WWE needs to be... They're the mainstream, like, hardcore mainstream, and they should be on broadcast television. Um, Especially if they go to Fox. I mean, just imagine what... WWE can accomplish under Fox, under Disney. I mean, it's crazy. So I have a question for you. If they're on Fox, Fox is going to air their nightly news at 11 p.m. Uh, 10 p.m. Central. If you live in our time zones, it's 10 p.m. 11 p.m. Eastern. Does uh, does Raw get knocked back? Do they go down to two hours on Fox? That could be a plus. USA is what's wanted. That would be a smart... USA has It would be the right them. time to change it. Yeah. WWE has said, like Triple H at least has gone out and said most people there, they don't want to do three hours of Raw every week. Yeah. Fox could and, say and we only I think, want two hours. I definitely think uh, after American Idol went off the air, you know, WWE doesn't want three-hour shows. It doesn't fit their their formula. They can't write three-hour shows every week. And that's not WWE. Nobody. There is no fucking writer's guild out there in the world that could write entertaining and intelligent television three hours every week. No other show does that. It's just, it's asking too much of anybody. Um... What was the other thing I was going to bring up? I was just thinking of one other thing. Oh, the other thing is this could actually, you know, if you think about it, this could be a ploy by WWE. You see wrestlers do this all the time, especially during the Monday Night Wars. Well, you know, 
WCW has been asking for, uh, you know, if I want to come down there and they're offering me more money, I'd like to stay here with WWE, but you guys aren't offering me enough. I mean, could WWE be pulling the old Fox is offering a lot of money, USA? I mean, we want to stay with you, but... And try and double I just think it's USA for money. They could, but I, I That's good think business Vince practice. as a businessman would see it the way I see it and say it's smarter for them to be on broadcast television. It's smarter for them to be wherever makes them the most money. And I think Fox can take you a lot further than USA. I, I agree with that. I do. But then again, I don't know what Fox is offering them. I don't know off the hand what USA offers them, although I've read it before. And I know it's huge. It's more than probably the... I, I, I think it's more than they should, but hey, whatever. I'm not going to knock it. it it's going to be interesting. They've been with Raw for... Or they've been with USA over 30 years. Um, they left to TNA for a while. And then... Um, that was when TNA... <laughs> Or TNN. They went to TNN for a while. And that was when TNN lost UFC. And then they went back to USA from TNN. And that's when TNA went to TNN. <laughs> Try saying that a thousand times fast. Um, but it's been over 30 years. I mean, primetime wrestling, uh, Saturday night wrestling, or Saturday night main event. USA Network aired all those. So it's been, I mean, we're at the 25th anniversary of Raw. But USA has been airing... WWE programming for decades more than more than just Raw. Long before Raw, Raw took over the slot, the time slot of primetime wrestling. I'm pretty sure it's a staple. I mean, you think of WWE, you think USA. Yeah, it, it would be it would be a weird transition, a different change. Like I said. Being myself, I'm kind of pissed because kids these days just won't know that struggle. Yeah, but that's what. But it's not like everything's not like it's not like it was back then either. Because you had SmackDown on broadcast television, and Raw was allowed to be the more edgy program. You won't get that now. No, now SmackDown's also not on broadcast, and neither one's edgy. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) it's it's about time to make your return to Fox. Do it. Do it. Just give Disney that one more shot. Give them that shot of steroids. Disney's juicing up. And maybe they can fucking ink out a deal with Fox to where the WWE Network gets the shows weekly like Hulu does. Yeah, well. I think that would be one of my main demands in wanting to switch. Because you know USA is the ones that are, that are like, oh yeah, you got to wait a month to put the episodes on. But Fox, Fox <laughs> slash Disney owns 33.3 share of Hulu. So I don't think that would change that deal at all. Yeah, but I mean, most people who have the WWE Network have Hulu. Actually, Disney... Disney now owns... Disney now owns 66 points... Fuck! Disney now owns majority share of Hulu. They own 66.6%. Because they own 33.3% with ABC. And then when they bought Fox... And they own Hulu. Fuck. I just did that math in my head and that scares me, pasty. So they own well, the majority shares of Hulu and they're starting their own streaming website. And if they bought WWE as an entity, they'd own WWE Network. 
oh my gosh, this is getting scarier by the fucking moment. Yeah, but they wouldn't buy WWE as an entity. That's what the that's what the rumors are talking about. That it's possible. It says uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting not only is Fox interested in landing a television rights deal with WWE, it could also become a potential buyer. Um, which there's been rumors that about. That should never happen. Uh, they've been talking. Plus, you know, Vince McMahon started Alpha Entertainment, and it's been. Well, you that, know, that Vince is shopping. if Fox does buy it, Fox is kind of edgier anyway in their prime time. So maybe it could go to a TV fourteen rating. And hey, what about uh, what about airing, what about airing, Raw? You know, let's say you shut off for for news at at ten, at nine, at whatever time you shut off for the daily news. So you do Raw, um, seven, seven to seven to nine, right? Shut off because mm-hmm. you have your nightly news. Flip over to FXX and get a third hour, the third hour that they always had, but get it like they used to do back in the day. Remember, it used to be Raw's War and then the War Zone, and the War Zone would, would have the little edgier stuff. There you go. What if you, yeah, yeah, you do two hours. You still have your three hour Raw. Two hours on Fox, cut off for news. The family's there together. Switch over to but FXX. FXX is once again cable. Well, yeah, but that's how you can get... Fox can't get away with this kind of stuff that USA can get away with, let alone FXX. You know, Fox Fox as a brand is edgier, but Fox as a, as a broadcast network is still a broadcast network that has to follow FCC rules. Cable doesn't have to follow FCC rules. And you could right. have that. You could have the blood, but the I'm innuendos. Just saying, no, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could even do that on Fox. I mean, look at shows like Gotham. They can get pretty hardcore. Yeah, but pasty. People see pro wrestling and those TV shows different because you look at a show like an iRobot or a Burn Notice, and they have blood and murders and people cutting each other, and puddles of blood, multi people being killed or blowing up. People think it's different when it's a sport, but FXX can get away with it because nobody gives a shit. It's FXX. I don't think Fox could get away with with doing any more than USA can get away with. Less, I would be willing to bet. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not what you can get away with more of. It's because Vince has the idea of it needs to be a PG program and it needs to abide those rules. So if Fox bought it, it wouldn't have to be a PG program anymore. It could be uh, the MA-14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you there. I still and think then that you has, could have. I still think that has more to, to do with the stockholders. Have more cursing. I think that has more to do with the <laughs> but stockholders it's prime time than USA. TV. When, it, when you're, when you're primetime TV on, on broadcast shit, I mean, there's not that many, like, family-oriented. I mean, I could see where the, the idea would be there, but it's more geared toward the adult. Yeah. more mature person. I don't know. I don't know that it would affect that. But I it, mean, it might. hey, you can give get us away. a Saturday slam, you know, a, a Saturday afternoon wrestling program, too, while you're at it. I know, Do an I, hour there. I miss Saturday. Fuck. 205 Live could be Saturday mornings, dude. That would sell. They'd get a lot, probably up more people. What time is done? It would be so good. 1030. I don't know. It this would is, be so. 
definitely brought up some good debate. And I mean, with, with the whole Marvel taking everything over to begin with, this is just more stuff to throw in the pot and, and, and stew over and see, like, what could happen. Right. It's, I love it. It's, it's good. Very it is interesting. It's definitely, I think you're and right like, Keyword with Disney being at the helm and owning everything, it's it's not that scary since they're going to let Deadpool be Deadpool. We don't know that. They said that. The Deadpool the Deadpool movie was already in production and shot before that came over. We have no idea how any of the Marvel stuff's going to go forward cuz everything that's already been started is grandfathered in. We have no idea what's going to happen with the future of any of those. But no, they, they issued in a statement that they just wanted to let it be as it was and just ensure that people are knowing that this is not a show for children. You know, yeah. they just push that a little bit more and let it be the way it is because there'll be a lot of people. But what's going to happen people. with the next movie is the question. I, I think they'll let it be. I'm gonna I, think I, don't know. I don't know one way or the other. I would hope Disney's <laughs> smart enough. I, I would hope Disney's if thought is... If you're going to run every you have to have aspects yeah, of everything. Yeah, I would hope Disney's thought is the more we own, the broader we can be with stuff. So we can have bloody gut cussing stuff over here. I mean, they did it, what, back in the 80s when they put out New Line Cinema. New yeah. Line Cinema was a company Disney started by itself. It was a film company Disney started so they could put out more mature um movies without having the Disney banner but still breaking the money. So I'm hoping they're smart enough to do that. The thing is, once they have enough power, once they own enough, there's going to be nothing stopping them from saying, yeah, we still want to do it this way, and then doing it that way. Everything's for kids now. (laughs) And you know what? What if that ends up being great? What if, like, a hundred years later, we look back on society and they're like, that was the moment... Society quit fucking eating Tide Pods and fucking jerking <laughs> off on camera. And people actually started saying please and thank you. They fucking dressed appropriately. They ate fucking meat and potatoes. And everything was right with the world again. What if this is what it takes? What if this is the shot in the arm to get us back to what the fuck we needed in the first place? <laughs> you know, you look at the fall of you look at the fall of society, and you could say it was about the 90s kids was where it started getting really bad. You know, school shootings, ADHD generation, not listening. So you think about it, whose parents were the 90s kids, the 70s kids, the free, everything's free and groovy and let's just be all right, man. And everything's cool. No, the 50s parents, they had strict fucking rules and their fucking kids abided by it. Once we had 70s fucking parents raising kids, letting them do whatever the fuck they wanted to, we ended up with a shitty generation. Maybe we need fucking whooping asses. And now 90s kids are having kids. And it's even worse. Because because they're eating fucking laundry. (laughs) (laughs) What is society going to think when they look back on this time and they're like, and that was when they started eating laundry soap. <laughs> Trump was president and people ate laundry soap. Those are your two biggest stories. Oh, fuck's sake. My favorite, my favorite meme, though, is the one with the, the can of Ajax and the lions. Always makes me think <laughs> you guys of are doing uh, Cheech and Chong. The chick, in the, uh, the chick in, the, in the kitchen when the Dave's not here sketch. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and the Ajax spills on the counter and she doesn't realize it. She thinks it's a line and it just gets you fucking... <laughs> Dave's not here, man. No, it's me, Dave. There's a bus. Let me in. <laughs> oh, man. So we went off here for a while, but that's good, man, because it was freeing and I loved it. I loved the debate and... It's going to go nowhere because we're not going to know anything for years. Right. Nobody knows. We're not going to know anything. I really hope that if Disney does own the majority of Hulu, that they just turn Hulu into their platform so I don't got to pay more money. Well, they do own the majority of it. But they won't. No, they won't. They'll want to rape you for two different things. They'll they'll want your money. But you know, you've already seen more things. Maybe they can make a bundle deal. You've already seen more things leaving Netflix and going to uh, Hulu. And right mm-hmm. now, the biggest selling point I think Netflix has, well, is their original pro- it's their original programming, but fifty percent of it's that Fuller House is original programming, but fifty percent of that is Marvel shows, which are going to go to either Hulu or the Marvel streaming platform or both. Right. We already know that. They've, they've and said I don't that. know about a lot of these Netflix so movies. It's I, don't, like, I don't really go to those. As much as I do the shows, and even the shows, I'm like, eh, so it's Stranger like Things. There you go. So it's like maybe Hulu might. I mean, maybe we see the fall of Netflix in the next like five years. I could see it. They were the first on the scene. They're going to be the first out the they door. They were. They could. Disney could do to Netflix what Netflix did to Blockbuster. Wouldn't it be just fucking yep. so poignant? It'd be the circle of life, young Simba. And Redbox is just over on the side, like. Red box is a fucking me a re- retarded child eating paste. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Every now and then somebody just pats him, gives him three dollars. <coughs> it's okay. Um next council generation, I'm guaranteeing discs are gonna be out. It's gonna go back to chips or downloads. I don't think and the next DVD generation, but I think within the next few generations, yeah. So, on to, on to some more, I don't know if it's more happy news or what it is. On to some news. On to some news, folks. How would you like that? According to several live reports I from love Tuesday night's WWE SmackDown live tapings in Laredo, Texas, WWE hosted a KFC Colonel Rumble match after SmackDown went off the air, which was won by AJ Styles. AJ and Rusev were the last two participants when Styles hit a stunner on the Bulgarian brute, which sent him comically flailing, bouncing up and over the top rope. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, I I haven't. I, I, I think to. did I share it to our Facebook page? I want us to share it to our Facebook I, page. If I've I been without a phone, so I have been very disconnected from. If Facebook I haven't, I will. Um, there is fan, it's, it's fan recorded, but there's footage of it and he sells it. He sells the stunner better than the rock ever did better than Scott Hall ever did. I mean, he just jumps, flips, whoop, jumps right over the top. It's super comical. (laughs) It's one of those things you'll only see, you know, at like either a live event or, or in a dark match. It's nothing that would ever air on TV, but it's funny. It's great. And AJ Styles is your Colonel Rumble winner. Of 2018, folks. But you'll air Braun Strowman flipping a semi truck. <laughs> WWE 
WWE.com confirmed a Raw pre-show this week to kick off the big Raw 25th anniversary celebration. The pre-show will be hosted by Renee Young, David Otunga, Sam Roberts, and Peter Rosenberg. Um, there was talks about it being a five-hour celebration. We just need to get David Otunga out of there and replace him with somebody else who's awesome, and we'd be set. Why don't they just replace David Otunga with Sam Roberts in general? I mean, he's not a lot better, but he's better. We know if they replace David Otunga, though, it'll be Booker T, and nobody wants that. Alternating pre-shows, Booker T and Jerry the King Lawler. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Lawler and JR do next week. Are they gonna Are they gonna slip right in and be like they they never left, or is it gonna be uh, Are they gonna come fumble through it? Because JR is hit or miss on fucking uh, Access TV. I have to say, when you watch New yeah, Japan, yeah, JR. Uh, I don't know which commentary you listened to wrestle kingdom 12 on um the jr um commentary is not the good there was jr commentary there is and it's you don't want to you don't want to listen to it trust me well i didn't listen to it so (laughs) um so um yeah it'll be interesting to see what what they do with um pre-show for the 25th anniversary uh, fucking yay I mean, it's good. For for Raw 25, though, you'd think you'd have more, like, classic Raw personalities on yeah. the panel. for the- You think you'd have somebody? One. One classic one on there. Just one. Just ha- I would have it be all. All classic. Shoot it old school style. Make, make, give it a reason for people to watch it, because people don't watch your pre-shows. They should, for the 25th anniversary, they should dig up Bobby the Brain Heenan's corpse and they should dress him in a Hasidic Jew outfit and have him try to come in and get kicked out and then dress him in a woman's outfit and try to get, get kicked out. <laughs> the corpse of Bobby the Brain Heenan still trying to get in. Rest in peace, Bobby the Brain Heenan. We love you. They could, they, you. Hey, they could do that with somebody else that isn't Bobby. They could dig Just up a thousand and one corpses if they wanted to. I don't think they're gonna have though. To be a corpse. Oh, I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> Sorry. But if it was Paul Heyman, that would be that would be great. Heyman could. Well, Heyman's <laughs> Heyman's already Jewish though. Does it, you want to see him dressed up as a Hasidic Jew? I yes. don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that is. That racist or is that not racist? I'm not sure. My race senses are kind of tingling, but not off is the charts. Is it more or less racist? I think. Yeah, is it more or less racist to dress up a Jew as a Jew? <laughs> You're not know. Jewy enough, Paul. <laughs> we gotta Jew you up, Paul. <laughs> we gotta Jew you up a little bit, Paul. I'm looking forward to it. It's... God, they've been talking about it for so long. Like, every week, I'm like, oh, it's finally here, and then it's not. And I'm like, uh. Yeah. I, it better it, be good. It'll be interesting. I think it's... Hey, Chris Jericho's coming back. He's not. For the night. La- latest reports it are that... The thing. Latest reports are that they announced him before they ever cleared it with him, and he has said that he is not going to be able to make it in for it. So it'll be interesting to see if that's just the work. Or if he's actually not going to make it. Because a lot of people, 
Um, well, we're already we're we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. I could see where they they probably agreed to, to it, make but it in. he didn't finalize it. He's pissed because he wanted to blow up everything after his match with Omega by showing back up in the WWE. I honestly think WWE announced everybody and then asked them. <laughs> because there's a lot of people who are not going to be there that have been announced, and we're actually getting to that in just a second here. Uh, maybe that'll be our segue into it. Um, injury report. This always just ends up being longer than I want it to be, but... I, I would be happy for no 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 names on the injury report. But, alas, former Knockouts champion Sienna, also known as Allison Kay in the Indies, has been dealing with pain in her torso for over the past week. She assumed it was a displaced rib or a collapsed lung. I love wrestlers. It's probably just a displaced rib or a collapsed lung. I'll look at it when I get the yeah. chance. It's a collapsed lung. <laughs> oh, my lung. gosh. Yeah. So she thought perhaps... I gotta go hit the gym. Yeah, I know. But, to her surprise, she found out that she actually has a clot in each lung. A blood clot in each lung. Sienna says she won't be wrestling for the time being, but plans to make her scheduled appearances in a different capacity. Uh, damn. I hope she gets this shit taken care of immediately. And gets back into recovery. And it's scary. It's scary that that, even in today's 2018 world, that's still the mentality of wrestlers. Eh, it's probably a collapsed lung. As long as one's working, I'm good. <laughs> don't want to miss any dates. That's why you have two, right? Well, yeah. It's just like kidneys. Uh, Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's favorite baby boy. PWInsider.com is reporting that due to a yet-to-be-disclosed injury... Ooh, secretive. He will not be working this weekend's WWE live events. They note that he is still scheduled... The injury is called nepotism. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) He is still scheduled to appear at this Monday's Raw 25th celebration. He was on Raw this past week, but he did not compete in a match. Uh, Instead, he set Seth Rollins up in a match. He did. And I kind of and we got to see the what do they call it? The, it. The, the fade to black. What do they call it? Blackout. They they renamed his curb stop blackout. Did they? Yeah, that's I marked the it. fuck out when he did the curb stomp. I screamed. I, did too. I, I jumped scream. out of my chair like, oh my god! But I I was super happy to see it. And you know what? The fuck first yeah. thing the first thing I thought was Pacey. I thought of you. I thought yeah. I'd just curb stomp the shit out of your fucking head and your smug fucking... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, first thing I thought of was, you know what? Them allowing uh, Seth Rollins to use the curb stomp is one step closer to them uh, allowing Daniel Bryan to wrestle again. Two two different hey. circumstances, but yeah. our understanding is they stemmed from the same thing, which was the lawsuit. My understanding was the curb stomp was was boycotted because of the lawsuit. That that may not be what it was, but that was my understanding. I thought of you, Pasty. I thought of you. The I still way don't I look think at it's it, going to happen. Finn but... Balor can stomp on a guy's rib cage. Why can't Seth Rollins stomp on the back of a guy's Because you can't get CTE from stomping on a rib cage. You can only get a displaced rib or a collapsed lung, <laughs> which Sienna will tell you is nothing. You can just work through it. <laughs> 
Man, that worked so perfectly into each other. It's almost like you you teed me up for that one. <laughs> uh, uh, we got an update on Paige, folks. But and, no, I do no. Before oh, oh, we move okay. on, yeah, I yeah. gotta say I'm starting to like this more, Jason but... Jordan Seth Rollins dynamic. Of Seth Rollins finds him annoying, but at times he's very impressed and happy with him. Like you can see him like glare at him, and then he gets all happy. And it's like. You know, I kind of like this kid, and I, I like where it's going, and I'm I'm waiting for Dean Ambrose to come back and be very jealous. <clears throat> yeah, actually, um, my my son's mother and I we we talked a lot. Um, yesterday, 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 we talked a lot and uh, about wrestling. We mostly talk about wrestling. We don't give a shit about the kid. Um, but but her and I both agreed. Jason Jordan is pulling off the perfect. Heel who doesn't know he's a heel. He's not a good yeah. face, and I don't know that he's a good heel. He's, he's the dumb kid right but now. But yeah, he's... he plays the perfect heel who doesn't know he's a heel. He plays it off perfect. It's it's good. I this I don't think this is what they had planned for him. This isn't this isn't another one of those like WWE knew all along what they were doing. It's another example of they fucked themselves up by end up by putting Jason Jordan with Kurt Angle. But they're working their way out of it. And I think it's more Jason Jordan doing it than WWE even. I think he's the one that's saving them with yeah, his gimmick. I like it. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy that uh, Finn Balor's smile went away. Yeah, you enjoy seeing it when he comes on screen. You know you're going to be happy, just not happy at him. Right. You're going to be like... He's almost like the, uh... Well, it's kind of like Vicky when... Guerrero. When Vicky... I was just going to use that example. When Vicky Guerrero <laughs> would come on TV, I always knew I was going to smile. Not at her. And not... Well, not, not with her. Not because of her. But at her. But at her. Yeah, yeah. I guess, like, I enjoyed seeing her come out and do her thing because that's exactly what I wanted. Um, Stephanie McMahon should take notes because Stephanie McMahon fails at doing that. And it's it's really good for Jason Jordan in the long term of his career because right now he's playing the role of the dumb kid who doesn't know any better, and he's going to learn. He's going to get better. You can see with the way Seth Rollins reacts to him that it's going to get better, and, and well, he's going to be a top star. You can his... see that right now. His attributes, He's like gonna his be physical attributes are amazing. He's great <laughs> in the ring. As an amateur, he's great. Uh, as a physical specimen, he's great. So being in the ring with Seth Rollins and with these other big-time guys, that will teach him psychology. That will teach him timing. Yeah. That'll teach him even it's just the perfect how definition to, of character development. Yeah, how, how, to, they how should to stand be doing in front it with of everybody. the hard camera. Or when to acknowledge the audience and when not to. Like, those are the things that'll hone him into... Could hone him into one of the best specimens that we have. And if Roman Reigns goes down in this in this uh, steroid shit, we might just need Jason Jordan. He could be our own... And then he could be the third Kenobi. member of the Shield. The Shield is the new NWO. Because NWL. Roman Reigns would be gone. <laughs> they just cycle through members. <laughs> There's been Kurt Angle, <laughs> Triple H... Jason Jordan. I know I'm missing one. I know I'm missing at least one. Yeah. The Shield was just snake bit from the beginning. 
I mean, like, it is just, they've had just the worst luck between injuries and bullshit. Yeah, the Shield and... 2.0. The, the yeah. Shield itself, the first one was perfect. Well, yeah, You're never going to get that yeah, magic. Yeah, them back. trying to bring it back has just been snake bit from the beginning. I mean, just. Right. Nothing is worth The thing is, it's in the beginning. They just need to. They were all on the same page. They came in together. They worked the same schedule. Then they were all split up. They worked different schedules. They they did different things. They came back together. And of course, it's not going to mesh up the way it used to. Everybody's grown and changed. Dean Ambrose is my least favorite member of the Shield. They they need to. They need to hurry up. What happened? Do the uh, Rollins Ambrose split. And and just forget that they ever redid the shield for another five years minimum, minimum. But it would. <laughs> but I'll mark out for it five years later. <laughs> I, I I don't know if they, if they fizzle this one out. I don't think it needs to come back. I think this run it has will, proved all that of them it come back. Be... DX came back seventy five times. <laughs> they will come back whether you want to see it or not. You know it will. If it made money in merchandise, it will come back. Whether we want it to or not, I do see, I do see a shield match with Jason Jordan standing in for Dean Ambrose with Jason Jordan wearing the vest. The I best. see it. Him and Roman Reigns will butt heads, and Seth Rollins will try to keep them even. But it'll be interesting. They won't win the match, but that's what I'm seeing. Or they will win the match, find out that they're better than they've ever been, and then Dean Ambrose comes back and they don't let him in. <laughs> and I like that because then Dean Ambrose can have a heel turn. Jason Jordan but yeah, made American Alpha. Yep. Jason Jordan made the shield. Jason Jordan is the key. I like Jason Jordan. On TV right now, Jason Jordan is better than Kurt Angle. He's already superseded his father in that sense. Kurt Angle. You know what? Another thing my my son's mother and I were talking about is how Kurt Angle is a a victim of this over-scripting that WWE does. If you remember back when Kurt Angle, I mean, before he left to TNA, he was like one of the most entertaining people on television. And now when he comes out, like the Braun Strowman thing, you could almost see him reading a script as he was talking. It was so fucking hard yeah. to watch. It's like, And a man like that has taken so much head drama and damage over the years. It's, well, it's, that isn't even it. It's easy. No, it's second nature to him, just like wrestling. He could go in the ring and have a five-star match tonight if you asked him to. But it's that they sit there and they say, okay, Kurt, we want you to do this. We want you to stand on this mark. Then when Braun Strowman says this, we want you to say this. Take a breath. Look into the camera. Say this. We're going to pretend there's a phone call then. You're going to answer it. You're going to say this. Then you move over here. You look over to this guy and you say this. And 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 he can't do that. He's not an actor. But if you went out there and you said, hey, Kurt, we're going to have Braun Strowman tip over a fucking truck. Stephanie McMahon's going to call. You're going to fucking make everybody happy. He'd run out there and he would sell it to you. And he'd, he'd just do it on the fly. And it would be amazing and we'd all love it. But instead we get Kurt looking like a jackass. Yeah, it's bad. It's really it's bad. bad. It is. I don't like it's seeing bad. Kurt on TV. I still don't understand why after Braun Strowman did all that rampaging. She hired him. Stephanie's like, you can have your job back. Yeah, what other job can you just start destroying 
tens of thousands of dollars worth of shit. And they're like, My okay. favorite scene, though. Okay. Is, is definitely the TV truck. I'm going to fuck up the TV truck. Goes in there. Get out of the room. <laughs> What's this do? What's this do? And then he leaves the truck. You didn't do shit. I, I really wanted to see him smash up some expensive equipment. Maybe WWE just upped and got new equipment. This is the old truck. The new one's over there. Braun, have at it. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I, I did enjoy the Braun run though, but we're getting off. We're it was, it off, was we're the first half hour we're, of Raw. Fuck, I don't care. We're getting off topic. <laughs> I care because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil later things coming up. <laughs> That's the only reason I care. The rest of it is okay, fine. fine. Um, so we do have an update on page. Dave Meltzer has said that it was ruled by WWE Medical as having injuries so severe that she would not be cleared to wrestle. Confirming Mike Johnson's PWInsider.com report last week that we had said, or that we reported, I, I apologize. Meltzer also confirmed that Paige was informed of that decision last Monday at Raw, as we had reported. Now, it is worth noting Every mention of her being unable to wrestle, quote-unquote, is preceded with WWE, similar to the Brian Danielson situation. So nobody is saying Paige will not be able to wrestle again. Everything that's being said is that WWE will not allow her to perform again. Still no official report. I mean, Meltzer is, I'd say Meltzer is usually 80-85%. But still no official report from Paige. No official report from WWE. Um, but I, I still believe the same way I believe with uh, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him. I think they're both going to wrestle again. Whether or not it is for WWE. Yeah. Paige more so well, than... So they'll both for sure. Yeah, Paige is only 25 fucking years old. I mean, she's... Right. There's no way she's not wrestling again. No way. We'll just have to see how things go. Hope for the best for her, though. Hope for the best for her. This is this is kind of a... This is kind of a good one. Uh, it's an injury report, but it's kind of a happy situation here. Mauro Ranallo was recently eating salmon in a restaurant when he began choking the dreaded salmon choke. I remember when Baron Von Flapsky used to put that How one the on. Fuck the fuck you salmon choke, choke on salmon? It wasn't That's got to be some tough salmon. Was it flaky enough, baby? <laughs> Luckily, an MMA legend was there. Yes, folks, Frank Shamrock was nearby and used the Heimlich maneuver and fucking saved Mauro Ronaldo's life. This is like a fucking TV sitcom. There's a fucking it Canadian is. wrestling sports announcer <laughs> fucking starts choking on his salmon. MMA legend Frank Shamrock. Let's jumps just get up. rid of the restaurant altogether. And Mauro Ronaldo <laughs> no, no is in Alaska in, in a stream like a bear pulling salmon out of the river and eating them. And he starts to choke. <laughs> And, and That's where Frank Shamrock came and drove his fist down Morrow's throat, grabbed the salmon out, fought it vigorously as it wiggled to and fro, and yanked the foul fish from his fucking fallopian tubes. Uh, 
Man, I want to see this as an episode of WWE Story Time. They need to tell fucking <laughs> WWE. They need to animate this shit. Um, it's fucking cool. Oh, I would man. love that. This is and a good. Morrow just ripping salmon out of the ring. And Maro uh, sent out a tweet. I'll put it out in my two tweet um that that I put out on our Facebook page. But he tweeted a little thing saying, you know, hey everybody, learn the Heimlich maneuver. It can save your life. And then he followed with that story. And I, and I agree, folks. I've had to use the Heimlich Maneuver four times now in my life. Um, and it's and it's worked all four times. I have been properly trained in it. Learning the Heimlich Maneuver cannot save your own life, seeing as you cannot wrap your arms around uh, yourself. Yes, actually, if you take Heimlich classes, they do teach you how to self-Heimlich. That is the actual thing. Oh, fine. <laughs> Fine. Take the classes, pasty. There's there's different ways to Heimlich for um just the average Heimlich maneuver. Heimlich on yourself. Heimlich for babies is very different. And then how yeah. to Heimlich for a extremely portly person is actually different also. It's very similar to your self Heimlich, to be honest. Bas- basically, it's Somebody almost you like can't wrap your arms around. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people you can't wrap your arms around, man. I fucked a lot of them. Um, you just punch him in the dejunum. But basically what it consists of, um, and this is just me going to fucking layman it right here, but basically it's it's leaning like to self-heimlich or to do somebody bigger than, than you can do. Lean yourself or that person over like a chair or some other object where you can kind of put, put a, a, a stable base at the line where you would put your arms normally and then push from there. So like you could just you can self Heimlich by going over top of a chair and then lunging yourself down in the right spot. Yeah, I know. Now that I think about it, I have seen that. Could have just saved your life now, Hasty. Could have. We'll see. I'm not joking. Kevin Nash. Now we're gonna get into the old. Uh, they got the old fucking. Uh, what do you call it when you put the ball in a cup and then you you turn the shit around? Uh, uh, like three card Monty, but it's not a card. It's the a ball, ball in a cup. Ball in the cup game. But three card Monty. The old three card Monty of who is and isn't showing up at the 25th anniversary. Kevin Nash. WWE confirmed he will be at WWE's 25th Raw anniversary. Kevin Nash posted a tweet saying. Recent knee replacement surgery is preventing him from traveling to New York this week to participate in WWE's... Oh, excuse me. What's that? Mickey's. To participate in the 25th anniversary of Raw. He has said that he cannot sit in a plane for that long. It would be excruciating. They said Kevin Nash will be there. He will not. Maybe, Maybe they weren't listing people who will be there. Maybe they were just listing... Superstars throughout the years. Right, they're just putting names of people that existed. (laughs) (laughs) Albert Einstein. They're going to show clips. Kangas Kong. Going to be a clip show (laughs) from two different. (laughs) It's going to be a clip show from two different arenas. That's all it's going to be. There's not going to be any actual wrestling or people. It's the Hitman Heart. Just going to be arenas full of (laughs) full of fans. Some wacky. Owen Hart. Arm failing two men. Eddie Guerrero. Chris Benoit and his family. <laughs> yeah, I went there. <laughs> uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. WWE said he's going to be at the 25th anniversary of Raw. Brett the Hitman Hart is currently dealing with serious <laughs> hand issues 
following a botched <laughs> surgery in the past year. I can't year. do raw because my hand has well, some issues. Hey, we got our Jerry of the fucking week, folks. Bret Hart was there once. He's there twice. He's the worst there okay, was, just, the worst there is, and the worst there ever will be listen, Pacey, at making excuses. Listen. Just listen. Because he has a visit from his hand surgeon on the same day in Calgary, Brett won't be at Raw 25th anniversary. The surgeon is flying. He can't in leave his house either. Paris. He can't operate the door handle. His hand surgeon has to visit him at home. According to Dave Meltzer, Sue Atchison from WWE called Brett to do the show. Under the circumstances, he didn't want to cancel his appointment. The fucking doctor's flying in from Paris. You don't really say, nah, dude, just wait for me. <laughs> Brett texted Vince McMahon personally and explained the situation. Suck red <laughs> So we got a knee and a hand keeping people from showing up and waving, folks. <laughs> Let's see what we can get next. I how can't about, wave with this hand. How about you a have guy? another hand. <laughs> How about a guy who doesn't even bother to make up fucking injury? Folks, Mick Foley, <laughs> folks, Mick Foley will not be attending the Raw 25th anniversary celebration because he does not think it makes sense storyline-wise for him to attend considering the way he was fired from WWE TV by Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. According to the Wrestling Observer, Mick does not want to show up for a celebration with so little time having passed since he was fired. He would like to sell the firing for at least a full year before he's brought back smiling on WWE TV. <laughs> this is similar to the story about Mick's hesitance to attend the WWE Hall of Fame last year, which he actually did attend, <laughs> but has not been seen on WWE ever since. So, if Jericho is not able to make it, that's going to be at very least four people who are advertised to be at, at the Raw 25th that are not going to be there. You know what? They're second-guessing them fucking shooting down Hogan now, aren't they? Right. <laughs> yep. Fuck, he would have been we there. should have cleared Hogan. Fuck. <laughs> who the fuck are they going to have? Papa Shango? Fuck. Papa Shango Boogeyman. Duke Boogeyman. He's always Boogeyman. backstage anyway. <laughs> and, fu uh. yeah, and fucking Cedric Alexander. <laughs> Cedric Alexander showed up, folks. Cedric Alexander is here. Uh, no, I mean, we, we kid. It's going to be awesome. Um, Stone Cold, I believe, is still going to be there. There's going to be a lot of people there. It should be good, but, you know, when you're not being paid by these guys' fucking, you know, salary, you can't expect these right. guys to just up and fucking jump when WWE says jump. They got lives. They got other shit at hand. Quite frankly, maybe they just don't fucking want to do it like Mick Foley. He's just like, fuck it. I'd rather just watch it from I, home. I don't think any of them want to do it. I mean, I Nash, maybe. Bret Hart? Nah. That nah, story. Brett doesn't want to. That fucking story. My hand hurts. My hand. My hand hurts. <laughs> yeah, it's um. What about a punctured lung, Brett? 
fucking Sienna will probably show up. Sienna's gonna show up with a fucking collapsed lung, a displaced rib, and a clot in each fucking lung, and she's gonna be there. They're gonna roll her down the ramp in an iron lung. <laughs> they got they got two men working the bellows like an old timey fucking ship where they set people down working the bellows. <laughs> The reanimated corpse of Bobby the Brain Heenan's there and fucking Bret Hart has a fucking sore pinky. <laughs> I'm really hoping Rod 25 is excellent. I think it will be, but um, there is still a slight, slight chance that it could be excellency. a huge train wreck. Yeah, don't hope for excellency. Just hope for it to be at least as good as a normal Raw. That's what I'm, I'm going into it saying, you know what? It's not any longer than a normal Raw. I'm not going to watch the pre-show. I'm just hoping for as good as a normal Raw, and that way if it's better, I'm like, yay! <laughs> I might watch the pre-show just because I can watch it on Monday, and then I can watch Raw on Tuesday. Because I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm really, I, I want to try to watch um, Fast, uh, Fantastica Mania and have a just a really um, short report on that next week. That's the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, AAA Co pay-per-view that they just had i think like yesterday and i haven't got a chance mm. to watch it but I'd, I'd like to watch that and report on at least the bigger stuff that happened so that's what i'm gonna try to spend my time doing is watching fantastic mania because i'm sticking to my new year's resolution we're gonna have more of some of your favorite indie shit it just so happened and i'm trying to keep up happened <laughs> it's difficult it's hard to consume so trying much wrestling there's gonna be, you know, what? there's going to be weeks that I'm gonna, hey. that I'm gonna watch like New Japan or Ring of Honor, and I'm gonna skip Raw and SmackDown because because it's gonna happen. There's shit going on. Yeah, there's shit going on. So uh, let's uh, talk about how I whooped your ass at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, you won. You didn't whoop my ass. <laughs> but it's you did. Been- one it's of the su- biggest poundings I've delivered on you this year. It surprised me. And um, as for this year, you are now <laughs> up one. If we're, if we're keeping track of things, you are now up one. We were even before, and now you're up one. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's, we're going to keep track of it for a year, too. And at the end of the year, the loser has got to do something gonna, huge. I'm actually going to make it its own separate page on a one note and write what the, what the pay-per-view was and what it was. We don't have to do like every single thing like fantastic mania. I'm not going to do. And, um, I know we did like the, yeah. um, but the ones we do, we did the mix and match challenge. I'm not going to fucking count that. I don't think. Cause that doesn't mean anything, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about this, man. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 happened um, seven months ago, folks, and we're getting to it now. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it, it actually it happened um, January 4th at the Tokyo Dome, so we're actually only two weeks behind, which is fine. For To, to put this in perspective, though, folks, it's a six-hour pay-per-view. So it, it takes is. a while to consume six hours of one thing and still have a real-life other than just that. So, we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks actually ended up beating Rapungi 3K, which is Sho and Yo, 
managed by uh, Rocky Romero, who I still say, even though he's retired, I still say one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Rocky Romero. Love him. Oh, man. And he um, was so good at ringside with that fucking smoke gun. But they didn't. They don't have the Rapungi uh, song. Pasty, did you notice? No. They don't yes, have the I same did Rapungi notice. song. They need it. Anyways, the Bucks ended up uh, winning their now record. Oh, fuck. I want to say, I, I didn't write it down. Seven? I want to say seventh. Seven. Yeah. Their record seventh IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team And their Team first time winning it at. At Wrestle Kingdom, at, at Wrestle the Tokyo King. Dome. They've defended it and it's retained huge. it, but it was their first time winning it. At That's Wrestle huge. Uh, it was a good match. It was a good match. Uh, Nick ended up carrying a lot of it because Matt was, well, selling a, a back injury very well. It was it was good, but it, it, to me it kind of pulled away. I, it made it more intense, but at the same time I wanted to see them shine together as a team. And they still did. But it was some stuff. See, this is... Um, I liked it. I, I heard a lot and of people... I, I, Joe and Yo got a new fan in me as well. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Um, a lot of people kind of feel like you. And this is the match I was telling you. And I even said uh, on this podcast seven months ago when I first watched it. <laughs> this is the match that is not a Young Bucks match. If you go into this match yeah. expecting a Young Bucks match, you won't get it. But to anybody who always said... All the Young Bucks are super kicks and flippy floppy moves and spot monkey fest. This was not there that. Was still super they kicks. sold. There was, there was minimum super kicks not for, a party. for Young Bucks. Yeah, not a party. Not a party. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of flippy floppy moves. There was some, but not a ton. There was a lot of selling. There was a lot of working over yeah. one area, working over the back. Both sides. They both worked over the back. They told a story in the ring. Did I did not. like that when uh, when Nick and and Show were staring each other down and then hitting their opponent's team member in the back, back and forth. That was right. Fun. They they tell <laughs> they told a story. This was to me. This was the young bucks telling all the people who said, all the old school wrestlers who who try to criticize them. We can put on the match that you that you like. That's not what we do. But here we'll give it to you. So that was, to me, they kind of answered all those people who criticized them. At least they answered it to me. My, they proved to me my that My favorite why the fuck moment that. of the match was when Matt tagged Nick in, and Nick came in, and all of a sudden Matt grabs Nick around the waist from the back, and then they go into that double suplex. Right? <laughs> like, why Why would you grab your team member yeah, like well, that in this situation? It was not necessary. They did have some of their they did have some of their trademark stuff, but I think they proved that they don't have to do that. I was, mm. I, you know, I was impressed with it. This was not the best match of the night, but if, if <laughs> it I was, was the best way to kick off the night, though, if I was going to put together a Young Bucks best of DVD, I'd put this in here just to show that other side of the Bucks. Yeah, to me, that's, and I think I if mean, you didn't. Pick- this off with this match they would have probably kicked it off with the gauntlet match that we'll talk about next but that wouldn't have been a good starter i don't think no i i would say so yeah um young bucks won the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championship at 1849 with stereo fucking uh 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 um, um sharpshooters yes Sharpshooters was the story of the night, too, because uh, Sho and Yo were trying to put on sharpshooters also. Everybody was working the back. It was a very yeah, back Yeah, it was all match. the back. All about the back. 
Next, we have the, yes, gauntlet match for the never open weight six man tag team championship. We had the team of chaos, which is Trent Beretta, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toru Yano, and they defeated three other teams. The Bullet Club, consisting of Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Why are we telling the story out of order? We shouldn't tell the story out of order. Uh, what's the order? First, they defeated Michael Elgin in War Machine. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I don't have it in order, so you go, if you have it in order, go ahead. Right? I don't Wait. remember it offhand. I ain't, oh. ain't going to lie. Shit. So you don't remember it, so fuck you. I think was it, it started with Michael Elgin and War Machine versus Taguchi Japan. I, I, think. I think, yeah, yeah, those two started out. And then Chaos had, uh, came out next, and then Chaos stayed out for the rest. Yeah. <clears throat> I could not believe when Trent Beretta uh, choked out, what's his name from War Machine? That's not the uh, way I wanted to see it go, but I mean, it made sense with them leaving for WWE that they would have to be put out. Of course, they weren't going to win this match. Well, it was good. Overall, I liked it. A lot of gauntlet matches tend to be a little too long and and not a lot of fun, but this was this was pretty good, and every team brought their own aspects to it. That yeah, for was... it being four three-man teams, it wasn't too long. It was easily the uh, the skippable match of the night. I mean, if, if you if you told if, if somebody said I'm going to watch every match except for one, which is a weird thing to say, but if somebody said that, I'd say ah, skip that one. But no, it was good. I um, uh, Gorillas of Destiny do not. Tama get Tonga, I'm going to have to say here. Tama Tonga, <laughs> we're both we're both is, is really. Really starting to look like a much better Seth Rollins <laughs> physically and his hair and everything. Like I want to see him like in WWE versus Seth. Gorillas of Destiny be... in general are just a super <laughs> underrated tag team. I think they the, are the the United States does not give them enough love, folks. These people were raised by fucking Haku slash Meng. Okay. A legitimate fucking badass. A legitimate warrior from Tonga. He served for the fucking emperor of Tonga. Okay? These kids, they, they didn't have a fucking easy childhood. I'm sure their dad would fucking, you know. Um, and you can see it. You can see it. They they are honed. They are that, they are what you expect of that Samoa. To me, they're like the, yeah. the, the current day head shrinkers. Or, Honestly, um, uh... Faces of a fear, dream match for me right now. Ming. A dream match for me right now would be Tamatanga, or well, the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Usos. Yeah, and you got that's Tonga, what I want to see. Now you got Tonga Roa in there, who is the third brother, and uh, you know, also throw Usos and Reigns in there if you want, and put all them in there. Do it. Um, little little uh um uh, uh what's the word trivia. Little trivia for everybody: uh, Tonga Loa actually is uh, adopted. He is not Ming's biological son, but Tonga Tama Tonga and Tonga Roa are. Tonga Loa is adopted. You would not know it. I mean, he's just as badass as the right. rest of them. Yeah, um, they're, they're brothers by blood. I mean, I think most of the Samoans consider themselves brothers, anyways. But these guys are brothers. 
uh, badass. And you know, a lot of people, it's sad. A lot of people who are out there wearing the fucking Bullet Club shirts and fucking waving the Bullet Club flags don't know Bad Luck Fale, don't know Tamatanga. Folks, the original Bullet Club was Prince Devitt, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, Bad Luck Fale, and Tamatanga. And if you want to go back even farther, the original team was Prince Devitt, who is Finn Balor, in case anybody doesn't know that, and Bad Luck Fale. How yeah. much love does Fale get? And Fale is not... not he's not. He's not the best wrestler. He's a good... He's, he's a big dude. I consider he's a big him boy. the Doc... He, him and Doc Gallows, I kind of look at similar. They're the muscle. But when they were... Somehow was, he weighs less than I do. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know it. how he pulls I that I love out. it when they fucking talk about 205 Live wrestlers and they're like, you know, 205 pounds. And I'm like, dude, I'd squish you. I'd whoop your ass in a fight. <laughs> but like uh, uh, Bad Luck Fale and Finn Balor were kind of a throwback to uh, <clears throat> like the Heart Foundation. You had the small technical guy and you had the big powerhouse. Yeah. But Tama Tonga, I love him. All, the, all of the Tamas and the Tongas have grown so much. Michael Elgin, I'm still not a fucking fan of. Japan wants to push and push and push him. I'm not a fan of his. I'm sorry. Um, Suzuki Gun, they're good. Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, I'm saying this as a gaijin, but Zack Sabre Jr. to me always shows up everybody else. Um, Taichi and uh, Takashi are both really good wrestlers, but Zack Sabre Jr., I mean, to me, you put him in there with anybody, he shows people up. You got uh, Taguchi Japan. Juice Robinson, I don't care for. Um, in NXT, he was, uh, what's his name? Uh, the hippie guy with the dreadlocks. I didn't like him then. Uh, uh, starts with a C. I can't, I can't fucking remember his name, so I didn't care for him then. Uh, but... But he, he's, I never cared for him. Togi Maccabee, I really enjoy. Taguchi is good. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, good. I, Trent Breda surprised me in this one. I'm not a Trent Breda fan. Yeah. He impressed me a little bit in this one. No, I, en- I enjoyed this match. I'm like rambling. I said, it wasn't too long. Teams were in and out quick enough that it, it, it made it good. And I, I enjoyed it. Third match was Kota versus Cody. Kota Ibushi versus Cody. Don't call him Rhodes. Kota Ibushi won. Surprised the shit out of me. I'm glad he did. I think he should have. But I expected uh, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes to take this one. This match was okay. It's going to benefit Cody in the long term to lose here anyway. He's lost two very high profile matches back to back. And it's just going to further his madness. It's going to push the uh, the Bullet Club split. Yeah. So do we see Do we see the elite separating themselves from the Bullet Club here? And then Cody taking the reins as the leader of the Bullet Club with the remaining members? Uh, no, not at all. What do you see? I don't see Cody being that uh, involved in the actual Bullet Club at all. Um, I suppose he wears a suit and not he's involved in like the elite but you don't see a lot of Cody and Fale matches or Cody and Tonga matches do you 
No, but I you mean, those are their. When I mean, there, there's two different. There, there <laughs> is there is two different bullet clubs. Um, and you know that's not even counting the club in Japan. The bullet club, the main people are Fale, Tamatanga, Tangaloa. Uh, uh, oh, oh shit! I'm spacing off the Japanese member. There's one Japanese member, not a gaijin. Anyways, they're the main like bullet club, and kind of the B team. Uh, well, no, uh, your um, your Omega and your uh, Bucks are are also in there, but your your B team is kind of the Bucks, Omega, and Cody. Those are not like your main guys. In yeah. Ring of Honor, you know Cody, or uh, not Cody. Well, yeah, Cody Rhodes. He's he's signed to Ring of Honor. Omega's not signed to Ring of Honor. The Bucks are signed to Ring of Honor, so they're kind of outside members of the actual Bullet Club. That's why they came up with the Elite was so that they could have their own stateside sort of version of the Bullet Club. It's kind of like NWO had NWO Japan back in the day. Masa Chono was in there. The Great Muda was in there. Sonny Ono was in there. And in America, we seemed them as the B team, but they were the they were the real NWO in Japan. So I don't see Cody at all uh, being the one. Who, I, I see Cody as the one who maybe ends up getting ostracized. Just being on his own. He, he should anyway. From all of this. Yeah, that that's kind of what I see. Um, because Omega's really playing the victim right now, I see him being the one that they all kind of come, end up coming to. And I still think Cody versus Omega could end up being the main event of their, uh, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, alone. Um, only. Uh, what's their pay-per-view called? All in. All in. Thank you. I could see Omega versus Cody being the main event for All In. That'd be a good, good fucking main event. I would fucking sell tickets. I got a lot of tickets to sell. You liked this one, though, right? Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I mean, not the best, but it was it was definitely a good match. And if it was the worst match on the pay-per-view, goddamn. You know what I mean? Well, Ibushi is one of their best light heavyweights that they have. Ibushi does mm. not put on a bad match. I think Ibushi carried Cody to a pretty decent, to a really good match. Even the the Brandy getting knocked down and him checking on her and then picking her up in the heroic fashion to get sucker punched by Cody and then they both laugh. Right. That was... I like that. It was good. And I lo- it's good psychology. I loved when, when Cody screamed at him, he'll never love you like I love you. <laughs> yeah. Harkening to Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi's on again, off again bromance. It's not a bromance. They were, they were, they were a couple. <laughs> Omega's openly bi. He's openly bi. He, he likes men and women. And there's nothing wrong with that. Good for him. Yeah. It's a different world over in Japan, though. <laughs> the fans it's, accept they're, that a little, they're a little bit. Yeah, they're a little bit ahead of the times, and that's where it should be. Like They are, and that's proven because their time zone is ahead of us, and that's why it is. <laughs> that's why fucking I was awake at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning trying to watch this. 
And they had already watched it at fucking 6 p.m. the night before. Uh, moving on, we got the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Los Ingobernobles de Japón defeated the KES Killer Elite Squad. This one was better than I expected. Yeah. No, I like this match. And I like both of them. I, I like <laughs> both teams. I, I'm, I'm a fan of both teams, and they both kind of went above and beyond. Sonata, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, Sonata's I getting moved up to I was completely fucking... enamored with Lance Archer's tramp stamp. I'm sure I brought it up before in the past, but I can't get over it. <laughs> That badass with a tramp stamp. Right. You gotta be a badass to have a tramp stamp. Yeah, you're, you're either... Holy shit. You're either a fag or you're badass. And I don't mean that derogatory towards gays, because you can be gay without being a fag. But you're either a fag or you're a badass. You're, you're not a butch, you're a bitch. Let's just put it that way. I had, to, I had to have a conversation with my son about that. I don't remember what it was, but that there's... You know, there's a butch and a bitch in a relationship, whether it's female or males. There's one. Oh, it was it was about. Uh, he asked. He's like, "Is it weird if two women get married for them to both, or for the, for one of them to wear a suit?" And I was like, "No, the butch is gonna wear a suit. The bitch is gonna wear a dress." And then I had to explain to him a bitch and a butch, and yeah. <laughs> It's, hey, that's parenting in this day and age, man. You have to talk the birds and the bees, but you also have to talk the bitch and the butch. <laughs> you'll There's have so to many do layers it, to everything. You'll, you'll have to do it, pasty. It's going to come up. It is going to come up. Um, Sonata is is definitely getting perched up there to to get in a main event fucking situation. He's he's finally seeing his potential. Sonata. You're going to be seeing Sonata in the main event or co-main event of Wrestle Kingdom 14 or 15 easily. Evil yeah. is is what his name is. He's evil. He's badass. He would work so well in America. Kick ass. Uh, Lance Archer, anybody who's followed Lance Archer knows he's an amazingly talented wrestler. And Davey Boy Smith Jr., he's the son of Davey Boy Smith. I mean, he's got steroids in his blood. I mean, talent in his blood, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I all of them I, I like. Evil and Sonata are always a B tag team. And like I said, I think Sonata's going to break out pretty soon as a solo star. They, uh, Evil and Sonata, I, I think they, they impressed me quite a bit in this match. Uh, I, I think I walked into it kind of assuming they were going to win it. And, I mean, Killer Elite Squad put up a hell of a fucking fight. Yeah. But... To me, Evil and Snot stood out a little bit more. And I was actually surprised. I don't remember what I was, uh... Oh, you know what I was doing? I was, uh... I was watching an old match with, I think it was, um... Machine Gun Carl Anderson and Prince Devitt. And they, um... They had a match against the Killer Elite Squad. And I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's hard to think that Killer Elite Squad's been a team for that long. I mean, that had to have at least been five, six years ago. Well, how long has Finn Balor been in WWE? Five years, huh? Four? Four or five, yeah. So it was probably maybe six, seven years ago. KES has been around for a while together. They got chemistry. They know what they're doing. Not much to say about it other than uh, it's worthwhile to check out. 
Only 15 minutes of your time. Now this match. Oh my gosh. Hair versus this hair. This is where I fell out and didn't see it. No anymore. seconds. Death match. You missed the death match, huh? Yeah. I'm going to go back and watch it because I want to see the rest. If you're going I just into ran out it, of time. Uh, if you're going into it with the same expectations you had for uh, Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray versus the Briscoes, you're going to be disappointed again. It's not that type of death match. <laughs> but it is a, we're two guys who don't give a fuck and are only here to hurt each other. This isn't a death match where we're just going to take barbed wire and uh, fucking glass and flaming tables. This is a death match as in we're beating the shit out of each other fucking stiff as hell. Like those punches, they're throwing real punches. They're really hurting each other and it's until one person can get the fuck up. If you're if you're a fan of strong style or if you've even if you're an American who's heard of strong style and you're like, "Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura is the king of strong style." Shinsuke was not doing strong style like 2 years before he even left New Japan. Shinsuke's never done strong style in the United States. So when you watch Shinsuke, that is not strong style. Watch this match. Yeah. You'll see some strong style. Is about all, all I really have to say is about this one. Uh, did not disappoint me. And the end, I think, will maybe surprise some folks. And I, I really enjoyed the very end. I won't. I won't spoil. I'll tell you who won. Goto beat Suzuki. Hiroki Goto beat Minoru Suzuki. But there's something that happens at the end that I won't spoil. I already know about it. Um, On to what I consider the match of the night. The best match. This is my fucking six-star match. This is a fatal four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. We've seen Will Ospreay defeat the champion Marty Skrull along with... Hiromu Takahashi and the time splitter Kushida. Yeah. Holy fuck. Hey, at least the. Uh, at Did you least watch the this match were... or not? No, I haven't gotten to it. Okay. Well, I wasn't only, sure. The other say... match I watched was uh, Omega Jericho. I gave you a list of matches, so I wasn't sure if you watched some out of order or not. My, my fucking match of the night. You picked out the winner, Will Ospreay. I expected Marty to, to keep it. Uh. But, uh... Was the night of title changes? I don't even know if words can... Can explain. <laughs> I don't know if words can really explain this match. This is a match... If you know Kushida, if you know Takahashi, if you know Skrull, and you know Osprey, you want to watch this match. If you don't know him, this is your spot. This is your spot, Monkey Fest. This is where... Flippy and a floppy and a kicky and a sloppy and it's wham bam and more than you can take. Thank you, ma'am. Exciting from beginning to end, but they had this was another one that surprised me. They had a lot of good uh, uh, storytelling. They had a lot of good selling throughout the match, also. And the guy I wanted to win lost, and I went away happy. I mean, what more can you say with that? Right? It's always a good thing. <laughs> That's where New Japan definitely has a, an advantage over WWE is the, the way they can tell stories and spin it in the ring that just... You never have to watch it and you can sit down and watch it and you get it. Yeah. And I think they, they almost have to do that because, well, 
because they don't do as much like backstage skits or backstage interviews right. and shit. So they don't tell the stories backstage. They tell the stories in in the ring, and then they have a little bit backstage. Yeah, it's almost a flip floppy of WWE. And they both have their positives and negatives. Don't get me wrong. They both do. Next, we had IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. Hiroshi Tanahashi beating the Switchblade Jay White. This was a 20-minute match. Um, I Everything I've read and heard about uh, people recapping this, nobody liked this match. And I actually really enjoyed it. So, I guess, fuck me. Um, Jay White, he's kind of, he, he kind of holds the match for a good chunk of it. Tanahashi's on the defense. The whole story behind this is Jay White wants um, the ace. Hiroshi Tanahashi is the ace, you know. He's the, he's, if you go to, to Japan, he's the John Cena of Japan. Even though Okada's kind of slowly creeping up on that. Um, I would say Okada's more the Seth Rollins or AJ Styles of Japan. But Tanahashi is kind of the Cena of Japan. And here's this new, young, up-and-coming gaijin, Jay White. And he wants Hiroshi Tanahashi to prove to him that he's the ace. And he puts him through the ringer. And in the end, Tanahashi ends up winning it. I... I really enjoyed it, and then every review I read or watched on it, everybody hates this. So, I either watched it wrong or something, but (laughs) for whatever reason, I I enjoyed it. Um, You say you did watch Alpha Omega? Oh, hell yeah. I watched the shit out of it. So give us your your impression on this 35-minute match, no DQ, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title match, one-on-one, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Kenny Omega comes in the champ. What's your opinion? What, what, lay it out. It was uh, a very solid match between the two. Um, You know, you... You would think that you were going to get a, you know, uh, a Matt classic from these two guys, you know, a, a wrestling clinic. But with the no disqualification stipulation, it allowed it for more of a brawl type feel. And it helped to elevate the match, I think, further than it would have otherwise. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I, uh, it was great. I mean... The first half of the match, it seemed like Jericho had the advantage. Uh, Kenny Omega ended up taking the steam back and just trying to put Jericho out, and that was the struggle in the second half of the match. It was it was really good. And for it being a notice qualification match, there wasn't an overusage of weaponry or outside of the ring activity. They no. still counted for the count out. Which again, it was, it's not. It's not I, no countouts. It's no DQ. Right. Those are two different rules. But if you're counted out, aren't you disqualified? No, you're counted out. It's no different than being pinned or submitted. It's a. It's a form of losing. Disqualified is is you broke a rule to get disqualified, but you get counted out if you get pinned. 
Was was the match as good as Okada Omega from last year? Not by any means. No, 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 no. No. But But different, but very different. Right. To see these two come together and and make this happen, I mean, just as a wrestling fan, like, holy shit, this happened. Nobody expected it. That's what the worth was. When they were when they were feuding on Twitter, I went out here and just said Okay, they're feuding on Twitter. It's just words. Or maybe Jericho's coming. You know, they're going to have a match on his cruise or something. But even I was like, they're just trying to both build up their credibility. It's never going to happen. Like so many people do. Right. And then it happened. (laughs) And And to me, this was the, the Wrestle Kingdom moment of the night was this match. Just watching Jericho break chair after chair with Kenny Omega's face. That's good stuff. Some of the chairs he broke before he even hit him with them. <laughs> right. They don't make them like they do in America. Uh, it was it was great. He really went out of his way to just degrade Red Shoes, which I thought was awesome. For those who don't know, Red Shoes is, is their senior referee. He's like their Earl Hebner. Um, he's called Red Shoes at, because he wears red shoes. That's that's what his name is, Red Shoes. Um, he actually put Red Shoes' son into a fucking lion tamer right in front of Red Shoes while in the outside of the ring for no other reason than to degrade the fucking ref. He just... Uh, red Shoes is one of the young lions. If you don't watch New Japan, you don't know what a young lion is, but a young lion is basically... Uh, NXT. If if NXT was in New Japan, those are the young lions. They're the young up and comers who aren't your main level guys, but they're training and they set up the ring and they work ringside and they work security and they do this and that, whatever. He just threw fucking the referee's son in a fucking lion tamer hold and fucking stretched him just to be a dick. That didn't help his match with Kenny Omega in any way. You just did it to be a dick. Uh, they had some great moves. You said you, you listened to the Takas Jericho with them too. And one thing they said, which which I can see, like you said, it's not as good as Omega Okada last year. But they even said, if we go out here and we don't have the six-star match, which they didn't, that's fine. We went out here and we did something different and something people didn't expect and something we haven't done before. And that's what right. they wanted to do. They wanted to do something different. And this was unlike any other match on the show. Even that death match was not like this match. They were all completely different. Uh, there was a point where fucking Jericho was choking the shit out of him. It was fucking... It, it was a good match. Um, I say the third best match of the night, in my opinion... But that's, I mean, that's still me giving it a, I mean, if right. I'm, I'd I kind of missed, star. like, the meat and bones of the pay-per-view. I caught the beginning, and I caught this match. Right. And I'll get around to it, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. If nothing more than just the iconic, holy shit, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, this is happening. It's huge. It's huge. Trust huge. me. And that brings us to the main event the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between reigning and defending champion Kazuchika Okada 
Facing off against Tetsuya Naido. Pasty, did you? you I was like, this? no, I was like, maybe I can get through this before we do the show. Maybe I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And then they get in the ring and then they don't touch each other for like five minutes. I'm like, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. This was your, uh, your classic fucking <laughs> mat match. This is, uh, everything and anything you could hope for. I would say it's not as good as Omega Okada last year. Um, I would say better than Tanahashi Okada. I'd say even with that, I'd have to go back and watch them both back to back. Um, Tanahashi Okada and Tetsuya Naito Okada. I think going into this, everybody, uh, every kind of review, recap I've read or watched or seen or heard, everybody expected this to be Naito's win, except for Pasty. Because he picked Okada. And Okada ran away with it. Now, if you're watching this from beginning to end in order, you kind of see that the Chaos Stable is getting is looking strong throughout the yeah. whole fucking pay-per-view. And I think they purposely did that because they knew Naito was losing. Um, but this this to me is the second best match of the night fatal four-way was the best this was second omega jericho third this is when you watch a wrestle kingdom pay-per-view when you watch a new japan pro wrestling main event this is what you're looking for it's different than what you look for in a wwe main event different but i fucking loved it i loved it i'm sold 100% 100% on it. Uh, I think you'll love it too, Pasty, when you watch it. Maybe not as much as Omega Jericho. Maybe not as much. Hey, Pacey, you got super quiet on my end all of a sudden. Did something happen? You're super quiet on my end. Am I still? Yeah. Huh. Any better? Yeah. Okay. You're back to where you were. Nope, now you're super quiet again, dude. What the hell did you... (laughs) Just keep your hand wherever okay. the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch anything. Uh, no, you're good now. Fuck it up the show, man. Uh, no, so, looking forward to what? Finishing this thing up. Yeah, you haven't finished it, but I mean, what's, what's <laughs> your thoughts so far? It's damn good. Just like I expected it to be. Um, happy I whooped your ass with just kind of taking shots in the dark sometimes. You did. You did it. <laughs> Six to four, folks. Pasty got six picks. I got four picks. We only had two that we picked the same also. Which is different for for a chance. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. Usually, especially on the WWE ones, we're we're pretty similar down the line, and there's one or two that make or break us. Yep. Uh, all right, let's bust out some uh, two tweet real quick. We'll hit up Jerry of the week, and I think we're almost done for the for the week. 
Okay. Yeah, we're getting we're, we're we getting a little long in the tooth. Pretty long in the tooth. Twenty minutes over. All right. So we'll bust out some. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's. Let me see. There's a couple two tweets I want to read. I won't read all of them, but I will post them on our Facebook page. First of all, a really positive one. I like reading the positive ones. This one's from Eric Bischoff. Someone asked him, what has been your most rewarding experience working in professional wrestling? And he responded, honestly, the look in the eyes of some people, both adults and children, who I meet at autograph sessions, who share experiences of enjoying the product with family and friends. Hashtag grateful. I just love seeing things like that. That just makes me happy. Um, that is good stuff. Bischoff is a class act. Couple real funny ones here. This one, uh, Clark Matthews, who's a nobody, but he, he tweeted to X-Pac, I love the suck it. I do it to my son all the time when he pisses me off. That's what he said, folks. I love the suck it. I do it to my son all the time when he pisses me off. So X-Pac or Sean Wallman responded with, Thank you, Clark, but be careful how you word your tweets, man. That doesn't read too well to someone who doesn't know about wrestling and DX. <laughs> One of those things that's kind of awkward around non-wrestling fans. Right, right. I do the suck it to my son all the time. Um, this one's hilarious. This is from Spike's official Twitter page. This guy must have just either been... He must not have been let go. He must have been quitting or leaving. And uh, he just decided to be honest on Spike's Twitter page. It did get removed real shortly after it got posted, but there are screenshots of it. I will share it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Spike, the, the television station, said there's a reason... All our early shows were CSI, UFC, TNA, MXC, UTI. No one around here knew how to read. He followed that with, when we, gle- when we greenlit TNA, we thought we were buying something entirely different. But wrestling turned out to be okay. Implying TNA standing for tits and ass other than that. He also followed that with, the get more action tagline was actually my personal mantra. I was in a three month dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking dude, man. I love him. I don't know who he is, but I love him. <laughs> Just let it all out there, buddy. If he got fired, hire him back right now and exactly. let him head up your web department. Uh, Piper Niven, who was on the uh, May Young Classic, she wrote. Pro tip, if you're a female trainee wrestler that wants to get anywhere in British wrestling, maybe don't sleep with my boyfriend and definitely don't do it in my bed in the roof that I pay for. You're both scum. I hope it was worth it. Uh, She is not fucking happy, folks. (laughs) Uh, One from Jericho here. I I gotta say it. I'm a Minnesota guy, and I just gotta say it. Chris Jericho wrote, The fam that Vikings together stays together. What a game! Shout out to Stefan Diggs for the finish of a lifetime, referring to the Vikings game that got him into the fucking playoffs or, or to the finals of the playoffs. I'm sorry. Uh, badass. It's cool to see uh, people give some love to the Vikes, pasty. Yeah. Even though it's all fucking rigged and fake and bad. bad. He's Canadian, so he's basically a Minnesotan. 
It's the last second. I'm going to tackle my partner <laughs> and let them get the score that they need to win the game. Right. No. I'll do one more tweet. Uh, uh, the rest I will post. Facebook.com forward slash Beefsticks podcast. Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan put out a tweet saying, I'm not saying that anybody has to be a fan of any certain kind of wrestling. Intergender included. But I am saying to write it off as unrealistic or say it shouldn't be included promotes inequality by insinuating that women can't even pretend to be equals in a make-believe world. Um, That's a direct response to his tag team and world's cutest tag team with Candice LeRae. Uh, but I agree with it. I've always been a proponent that if you don't like women wrestling, intergender matches, that's that's way more sexist than having men pretend to beat up women. Right. To pretend that pretend women can't win a pretend match against a pretend man is worse, <laughs> I guess, than, than saying that no woman could ever beat any man ever. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Rick of the Equal Week right. goes to the man who held the fucking cake in front of Braun Strowman while he screamed at him and fucking walked away unscathed. Yeah, yeah, the, like the only Completely. one. <laughs> it was awesome. It's on Raw. You can find the clip on YouTube. Hilarious. Jerry of the Week goes to Facebook. WWE had their very first mixed match challenge match which is supposed to be live on Facebook Watch or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, right? So I went to Facebook today so I could talk about it with all of you to watch the match. The match is pretty decent. It was Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalia versus Finn Balor and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks and Finn Balor won when Sasha Banks had Natalia in a Banks statement. It's actually as good of a match you'll see on Raw, maybe a little better. The reason Facebook's a Jerry of the Week is because I went on Facebook, I looked for it, I could not find it. I searched Mixed Match Challenge. I searched WWE Mixed Match Challenge. I searched WWE Mixed Match Challenge Watch. All three times, the best I could come up with was a link to a streaming site that was not an official WWE site. So that's what I watched it on. So Facebook cost WWE a view by not giving me a fucking link to it when I searched for it. It's your own fucking thing. You should make it a little easier. Probably a separate app altogether. Stupid. So, that's my Jerry of the Week. Uh, We got any more to throw out before we throw up? I don't know. I don't think so. It's been a pretty good week in wrestling. Raw was entertaining. SmackDown was pretty okay. Uh, Bobby Roode is the new United States champion. Yes, and as him. you posted on Facebook, SmackDown is now the house that Dixie Carter built. It is. Wow. Who'd have thought that fucking five years ago? Um, we did go a little long. I apologize. Next week we're either gonna end up going long, or we might have to do like um a two-hour show, cut it off, and then record an extra hour or something pasty or half hour. Because we got a lot to talk about next week. We got the 25th oh, anniversary of Raw. We've got Royal Rumble. We've got uh, NXT Takeover, as as well as anything else that happens in that time. And like I said, I'd like to discuss a little bit of the Fantastica Mania. 
So we might cut that into two shows. How we disperse that, we'll have to determine in between now and then. But Thank you for putting up yeah. with us. Ow, ow! Man, 43 episodes in. It's insane. We're almost to that year mark. We're almost to that year mark. Chewing bubble gum and kicking ass, baby. Yes, indeed. All right, well, everybody, I love you like a lovesick puppy. And I love you even more. Beast Sticks Podcast. We out. Uh...